Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. What is going on with your screen over there? No idea. I uh, think I think it's the feed. It doesn't look like it's my it's screen. So oh, it's, no. I'll refresh. So is that the, the Predators game? Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the National Predators have made it to the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup. This year. And um, what's really funny about that is, yeah. is whenever the playoffs happened, right? They had the first... Uh, the first game against like the highest ranked like the first series I guess against the highest ranked uh, team in the NHL and so like they had basically the hardest job of potentially getting into the old uh, Stanley Cup and they did it like, true. They, they won that first one and it's like oh my goodness so it's all been good from there so they're facing the Penguins yep. um, they lost the first two games Ugh. in Pittsburgh and then we came to Nashville and won the next two games in Nashville because uh, Nashville's awesome. Now we're back in Pittsburgh again. We have to win at least one game in Pittsburgh. We've yep. either got to win tonight or uh, win the game, um, the game seven in Pittsburgh. I'd rather not. I'd rather not force that game, game seven, seven, man. No, that game seven. And the Ooh. thing is, like, uh, I honestly think, like, I think it was just like it was just nerves the first two games, like both for the players. They weren't playing well. They were getting hit a lot. The um, Ducks are a, uh, or sorry, the Penguins. Ducks. There you go. They did the ducks Quack. right before this. All right. The um, yeah. No, the, the, the the penguins that. were um are a very uh physical team, mm -hmm. and so um I think it kind of uh, threw off their game a little bit, but uh, yeah. We'll Rocking, dude. So we'll we'll see. Hope, we'll the keep feed, you updated. The feed looks like it has cleared up. It has so cleared up. So that is good news. It's also another mummy trailer, which I've watched about six times now. Which apparently is not doing super well no. on reviews, nope. critically or. We like, had talked about reviewing it, and I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't, I don't think we we said for sure we were going to review it. Like but we talked about every it. trailer I've seen, I've been like, yeah, I would like to see that movie. Yeah, it's got a twenty percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That here. doesn't that doesn't bode well. No, not at all. That doesn't bode well at all. No. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I still want to see it, but I don't know if I'll see it in theaters now. Like that's the thing. It's like, well, in... I mean, this is the thing. I still haven't seen Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Um, I still haven't seen. There's one other movie I haven't seen. That I need to go see. I feel like there's better uses of time and money mm -hmm. than going to see something that's got a twenty something on Rotten Tomatoes. True. But although, you know what else has a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Baywatch. Ah, which you saw. Which I saw. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I, I never talked about. Um, well, I talk to me about it. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it deserves a 20%. It's it's not, listen, this wasn't, it's not even trying to be a serious movie. It's not even trying to be a an unself-aware comedy. It's a very self-aware comedy. And sometimes those jokes fall flat. Sometimes. You know, like every comedy kind of does sometimes. Yeah. There's very few comedies that are all hits, Chris, like that are that are like, Joke after joke, landing after landing. Time. Ooh, favorite comedy. <sighs> Hot Rod is up there pretty mm, high. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but top, I, like, I've watched it do, so do many times. Do your top three. Do your okay, top three. Um, let me think. Oh, man. Classic-wise, like What About Bob is pretty good. Mm, like I, I like mm -hmm. What About Bob. Um, so Hot Rod, What About Bob. It was another comedy that I like a lot. Oh, man. I can't think of a third one off the top of my head. I know that it's out there, Chris. Mm -hmm. It's floating out there. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm going to tell you number one. Okay. Wedding Crashers. That is a, a good one. I like that one a lot. Number two, 
Hot Rod. Yep. Definitely. Number three, Anchorman. The first one. Mm-hmm. Nothing after that. Yeah. Well, the first one was, I feel like the first one was such a miracle that it even made sense in a lot of ways because of like how improv and like how, how, you know. That's the beauty of it. Well, that's the same, same thing with Hot Rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's such, yeah. a, it's such, such a thrown together, you know, like the scenes don't have transitions sometimes. And, right. And that's the thing that like, I, I think modern um, kind of like uh, comedies these days, they kind of just took that idea of like let's just throw a bunch of things together mm-hmm. and but just took it a little bit too far so like I, yeah. the, my big knock against Baywatch is that there aren't really any like there's not a lot of establishing shots there's not really mm. a lot of like transitional things between scenes mm. sometimes these scenes just show up and you're just like you know you move from here to here to here and like there's no connective tissue between them at all mm. and it's the same kind of thing with like Hot Rod or um, Anchorman to some extent but not to this extent, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I also wonder so much about like those movies, like about Anchorman specifically. Let's talk about that for a second. Like it, it was this underground kind of huge hit where no one expected it to be. Like no studio was like, "Hey, this is going to be a big hit," right? But then once it was, it seems like there people started trying to like generate an Anchorman like movie, yeah. you know? And so they start kind of shoehorning in or like trying to script. Anchorman or Hot Rod or like these these kind of cult comedy classics yeah. that came out all in that same kind of time span and it doesn't work as well, well whenever you try to script also, it all. We're also comparing it to a uh, a, a remake basically and, yeah. and those are all wildly original ideas and that's right. what I think I, another thing I love about them the thing I love about like original movies anyway not sequels things yep. like that where it's like I mean Wedding Crashers and Anchorman and Hot Rod those aren't anything sequel yeah. And those aren't like remakes of anything else. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you think about like even like the original Hangover. It's like that was like oh, at yeah, the time, yeah. like whenever like I remember. And then people started doing the Hangover like. You know, yeah, you yeah. have uh, you have like that is inserting itself. Yeah, there was like Due Date. There yeah. was um, man, another good comedy, Crazy Stupid Love. Have you seen that? I have not seen <gasps> that. So good, dude. Ryan nice. Gosling and do you like Ryan Gosling? Um, and uh, oh my gosh, Michael Scott. Who plays Michael Scott? Oh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Awesome. Steve Carell. I love Steve Carell. Um, and, By the way, uh, he was fantastic in uh, The Big Short. Oh my gosh, yes, so good. The Big Short is 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 a great movie. Like it's. I amazing. wouldn't call that a comedy though. No, it's not a comedy. I'm, I was just saying like he was great in it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I I saw him most recently. I think in that movie. Yeah, and um, uh, and there was man, something I was watching fantastic. the other day. He showed up in, and I was like, "That's awesome." But yeah, dude, Big Short, so good. I think like for a while there, like um, Steve Carell, like he branched out and did a bunch of like kind of non-comedic kind of stuff, and like that was whenever I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, this guy's amazing. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. Wow, um, he is. He's a has a way wider range than you give him credit for, and that's the same thing I would say with Chris Pine. We kind of talked about him last week. Yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden he came to mind, but, uh, <laughs> because you were thinking about Wonder Woman. That's why. Yeah, Wonder Woman last week we talked about that. Like, I mean, he was like kind of like you know he's just the kind of the action movie kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say almost like a little bit higher caliber along the lines that kind of like Paul Walker was kind of like walking at first, yeah. and then you know came Finest Hours and yeah, um, uh, Hell or High Water, and then. Star Trek was in there. Star Trek uh, <laughs> Beyond, but well, I, that was a roller coaster ride. I don't know if I would, you know, that's along like, the same lines of his other movies. You yeah, know, yeah, so. yeah. 
I do, but I mean, I like the Star Star Trek movies. They're, I do too. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not knocking them. They're just roller I'm just coasters. Saying, man. It, you know, it doesn't doesn't really let them flex his acting chops. That's exactly. I don't think it lets anybody flex <laughs> their like acting chops necessarily. Yeah. Um, maybe Zachary, Zachary Quinto. Quinto. Yeah, yeah. probably him. He, like those scripts. I think every single one of the Star Wars or Star not Star Wars Star Trek movies, the new generation or whatever. Yeah. They've uh, they've kind of. Like geared themselves around Zachary Quinto and, yeah, and Spock and for stuff. Sure. Like they've kind of like they're Spock movies, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Chris. So Ooh. you dug. Uh, you liked. I liked Baywatch. Baywatch. I give it. I give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up from yep. Chris. I yep. like it. I like it. What would you rate it if you if you had to like put a number on it though? I mean, I understand the two thumbs up, Chris. Yeah. But what would you rate it? I'm going to give this a seven point five. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So you know, I like it. Um, something I've been doing this week, Chris. Magic Carp Jump. It is an app on your phone. Okay. And it's kind of a joke app. Does that anything to do with Pokemon? It's totally a Pokemon app. Okay. Like it's a Pokemon game. Like ripoff? Like no. Nintendo licensed it? No, it's a totally a Nintendo game. Nintendo put out the, the, oh, a gosh. joke game about uh, about Magic Carp. Really. All right, all right. And it's hilarious. Um, for the first like I played it like it's it's one of those where like it recharges that sort of thing. But basically the entire premise is there's a town in the Pokemon universe. And they love Magikarp. Yeah. And the Magikarp have jumping competitions because they can't do anything else. Yeah. Until they evolve into uh, Gyarados. But they can't do anything else. And so you spend your time training your Magikarp to jump. And lots of crazy things happen where, like, at the end, like, whenever you've maxed out its level, it just retires. Yeah. Like, it just swims off into the, like, you, and then you get a whole new Magikarp. Like, you fish out a new Magikarp. Yeah. There was one moment. Where random events occur, right? And it's like, oh, do you want to jump up into this tree and get some fruit and get some massive XP, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, jump. And I it, jump, and a Pidgeotto, a flying bird, oh, no. comes down, grabs my Magikarp from midair, <laughs> takes it away, dead. The end of the game? Well, I mean, like, I just have to fish a new Magikarp out. Ah, uh, no. And so the entire game is wrapped around like the more you, uh, the more Magikarp that you train to max level, the better and better you, higher and higher you can jump. So the higher and higher you climb and through the ranks of all these leagues and things. It was fun for like a few, uh, like a few days, like three days or something like that. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, this is just kind of a. When is uh, there an end to it? There is like there's eight leagues and okay. I've gotten through three I think. So it's like I'm halfway there, but I don't think I'll probably put in much other time. But are it was like, like are there microtransactions? There are, oh, no. but they limit them. Actually, um, which I thought was really interesting, like the uh, like, you, like could, you could max them out, and like you could pay a certain amount and basically unlock the whole game. Yeah, they won't let you spend more than a certain amount uh, on the app because, like, yeah, like, like they overall. like they just limit it because they they know that there's a certain amount that will buy you every item in the game, yeah. right? Or you can get it via you know just spending time playing the game, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but it's a free, it's a free thing. It's a free to play thing. And so you can do the entire game for free if you wanted. Um, and that's totally fine. So I, I would suggest doing it that way if you were going to do it. But it's, it's, it really is just kind of a joke app because in the Pokemon universe, the Magikarp are pretty much worthless Pokemon until they evolve. And so like they make jokes about it and like, you know, the whole idea of like just these Magikarp that you're fishing out are your friends for a little while, but then they're kind of expendable after a certain point. And kind of so, like, like this, uh. Yeah, the, exactly. This, this, what in the? There's a fish on the, the ice out there. Like, yeah, Predators fans have been throwing uh, catfish onto the ice. It's a thing. That's that's both amazing <laughs> and like I'm I'm thinking like 
so Dude, how do they smuggle these fish in? I don't know. I was I was doing some a little bit of research. I know. <laughs> like, I know. What's I'm the like, excuse for like they open your bag and you got a bag full of full fish? fish. Oh, so um, back in the day, I think this started. I can't remember when this started. Quite a few years ago, uh, throwing an octopus onto the ice with like the Chicago Blackhawks or something like that. I can't remember exactly who it was. That's super um, weird. And somehow it was like in, like the eight legs were like indicative of the eight like teams in the playoffs or something. I don't know. Something so it was way too complicated. So anyway, <laughs> um, Nashville, of course, which has an abundance of uh, fishermen and catfish in our rivers, uh, we decided to just throw catfish onto the ice. A cat, well, I was also thinking like, you know, the uh, Slash, the, the mascot. Um, he is, uh, he's like a tiger kind of thing. And I was thinking, oh, you know, it's just, tigers probably like catfish. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know what they eat. So Magikarp Jump. So Magikarp Jump. It's, uh, it's, it's free to play. Go spin, like, if you are interested in the Pokemon universe or yeah. like whatever, if you like, you know, Magikarp or yeah. like the jokes yeah. uh, and that sort of thing. There's some other Easter eggs that you can do. Like there's a, uh, there's an Everstone in uh, in your inventory, and if you tap that a bunch, it'll break, and your uh, Magikarp will evolve into Gyarados, and that's a one time kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a good, you know, I would call it this. I would call it in a interesting way. It was an interesting use of a few minutes throughout the day here and there for like three days. Yeah, and then after that, I haven't even thought about it more, and I, you know that sort of thing. So nice. Probably won't probably won't do much else with it. Um, but yeah, so something else that we both did, mm. the arms, uh, the arms beta beta. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Oh yeah. So I did it. There were the times, like we talked about last week on the podcast, there's a few times throughout the weekend. Um, I did three of them. Um, and to various extents, I think the first one I only got like, you know, 20 minutes in or something yeah. like that. And then I did the full hour, the middle time. And then that last time I, I did like yeah. 45 minutes or something like that. But yeah. you got in, um, I my experience was I, I enjoyed it more because I don't know I didn't expect that first weekend to even enjoy it yeah and I enjoyed it and I was like oh well I got to try this out for the next weekend and I really dug what was going on in yeah. that game so just to, like, just to explain for the listeners if they don't know what we're talking about Arms is a fighting game that's coming to Nintendo Switch um, you can play it with motion controls or you can just play it with your controllers um, oh my goodness Pittsburgh just scored no. It's only two a minute and a half into this game. Yeah, I was thinking that was really early for them to actually oh score. Gosh. Anyway, um, so uh, the beta the beta let you play. It was basically like a party mode right. where it would give you random like modes, and so um, like one of them was like you got to beat uh, work together to beat this boss. Um, one was like two on two. One was like one on one. Um, there's a free for all like th- there's like a like three people one v one v one yeah then there was a, like a basketball one where you had to, like pick people up and throw them. that's right um yeah like, I mean I, so I enjoyed it this is the thing I, I fully enjoyed it. I sat there for an hour a whole hour and played it and I enjoyed all of it yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it was fun it was kind of like I went through all the characters um I think my favorite was what was a mechanica yep that's yep, the one so uh like the the characters feel unique um, yeah. especially with their like they have you have three different um, arms you can put on them. Which is cool, and then, uh, and then you have um, different specials, basically, right? Uh, depending on like what character you have, and they have like also like elemental damage, that sort of thing, depending on what like type of glove you choose, right, and right, that right. sort of thing, and and that 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 mechanic. But yeah, yeah, and so I mean, I, I enjoyed it. 
Um, it was a lot of fun. I don't know that I would pay. I'm just not a huge fighting game guy, so I don't know right. that I would pay full price, like sixty dollars for this game. Um, and that's where I, I kind of have been, and like we had the discussion via text, like after that one, where it was like it, it feels like if this was a forty dollar game, it'd yeah. be like a no brainer for me. Like yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a little bit hard to get over the uh, the 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 sixty dollar hurdle there. Um, even considering the fact like they've talked about, they're going to be releasing like free DLC for it throughout the next like year or two where it's like, Hey, new fighters, new arenas, new, uh, arms, like gloves and new modes. And yeah. so it's like, got that kind of going for it where it's like, okay, so there's this expectation of like you, you know, buy it now and it'll evolve based on the player base and what they want over time. Yeah. Um, yeah which is kind of what happened with Splatoon 1. But still, it's like right now it feels like there's there's not a ton to do single player unless you're going right. to like play online. So like I'm I'm kind of trying to weigh the options of like could this potentially be the next kind of like Rocket League type thing for me like where like oh, you know, whenever I'm, you know, looking for a game to play for five or 10 minutes, you know, at lunchtime or something like that. Do I boot this up rather than booting into like rocket league or booting into like call of duty from uh, a year or two ago? Right. You know? So like if it becomes like, if I get over that in my mind where I'm like, yeah, that would be really fun. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I haven't decided one way or the other. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I, I think the only, the only upside to it is that it's handheld. Um, it's yeah. one of the, because I enjoy, I do enjoy things I can jump into and just play a couple rounds of whatever and, uh, and then get out. Yeah. Um, and I think the upside is that it's handheld. That, that being said, again, I don't necessarily, so this is my stance on fighting games. I really enjoy, uh, single player fighting games. So like Injustice, I love the story and I played through all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever Injustice Two kind of comes down in price, I'll I'll buy that and I'll play through the story. But even there, like you're saying, it's coming down. In, like once it comes down in price, so like even well with because this... I only, because the because the campaigns aren't that long. It's, not, it's like ah. it's basically that I like half of a game, and this is why. Like whenever I go online to play people, like I'm usually going up against people who've been playing this like way longer than I even have the Their desire to. Yeah, like yeah. and so like I just get creamed constantly, yeah. which is not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so. That's where I'm kind of like, well, if I'm only playing half this game, then I only really want to pay half the price. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And, I, and they can, I mean, there are people, who, I'm not saying they should charge less for the game. No, no, it's, no. It seems pretty robust yeah. to people who like that kind of game. That's totally like a, a decent price. It's just not for me. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's where like uh, back, even in back in the day with like Dreamcast, like yeah. Power Stone, which is kind of what this game, like ARMS kind of feels like a little yeah. bit, um, where it's like, oh, there's a, a party kind of esque element to it. And it's less about, um, less about the, the, the side on kind of combos and you know, that sort yeah. of thing. And then it is about just go and, and, and beat the heck out of your opponent. You right. know? Well, and if, you know, so say we were, we were back living in, you know, the basement. Yeah. Um, we lived in a basement. We did live in a basement for a for while. For a long time, like for about three or four years. Yeah. It was great. Um, not, no, not, we weren't locked there. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't prisoners. This is where our bedrooms were. And it was it was like it was in the furnished half of the basement. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was a good basement. It sounded like we were just like in a gulag <laughs> yeah, no, in Russia somewhere. Yeah, I, yeah, I uh, definitely, Siberian. definitely. It was, it was it was carpeted. It had good good lighting. We had cable. Yeah, we had the Dreamcast. We had the Dreamcast. Yeah. So um, if like we were back in the basement, you yeah, know, yeah. I, yeah, let's totally get arms and play totally. it every single day. Yeah, and beat beat the crap of each other digitally. Yeah. But 
that's just not the case. Right. And even like with Power Stone, like I remember, like we didn't get that like right off the bat. Like we no. got that, you know, a little while later. So we got Power it, Stone 2 right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Power Stone 1 had come down a price, that sort of thing. But like, and then we learned that we loved Power Stone. And so yeah. whenever Power Stone 2 came out, we knew, hey, now is the time. Let's do this. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm on the fence about it. Like it could tip me one way or the other. I have like, thought about it quite frequently after that so if i continue arms to, yeah arms like if i continue to to think about it and and want to play it mm-hmm. then on whatever day because i think it's the the uh the 16th yeah. of this month it's like a week from today yeah um i'll probably buy it so okay. i mean if if i continue to like if it gnaws at my brain enough yeah i'm gonna gonna drop the money on it and be like okay that's yeah, fine yeah. so but cool. yeah so john yeah uh I don't know if it was earlier this week or if it was last week. Anyway, um, I picked up J.R.R. Tolkien's newest book. Oh, yeah. Edited by Christopher Tolkien, Baron and Luthien. Uh, How many years ago Like, was that like written? And it's I mean, taken- so, the, so this was – so the, the this is interesting on a couple of different levels. So after uh, Lord, of Ra- Lord of the Rings was published, before The Silmarillion was published – J.R.R. Tolkien died, and his son Christopher took over, kind of piecing together the the body of work that would become the Silmarillion, and in the process had to make several you know, like um, uh, editorial decisions on like this is like this is what J.R.R. would have done and how this fit in here and all that kind of stuff because he was basically taking all these different like stories and manuscripts that were all in J.R.R.'s mind and then put, put them all together. And what's what's interesting is whenever you read one of these things by uh, Christopher Tolkien, he's, he talks about how the stuff that he's pulling together, you know, sometimes this person's name within the course of this story that J.R.R. wrote uh, would, like this person's name would change or he would be referencing... Um, uh, like for instance, he used to refer- call elves um, fairies, and so like, and there was a reason behind that thought process and how it evolved over time. Yeah, but like, and, and so Jay, uh, Christopher has to just like pick something and stick with it, you know. Um, and Interesting. Be, be consistent with it. Although sometimes he'll change depending on the context. If, if someone's speaking and they say this person's name and it's different from what they've been called in the narrative, it's just like it's just how it is. Yeah, you just put it's an super aster- complex. You put an asterisk by it and you put it in a footnote. Yeah. You know? So he did the Silmarillion and yeah. kind of pulled everything together. And this is like the history of Middle Earth before Lord of the Rings took place. Yep. Um, also, kind of bleeds into Lord of the Rings. It talks about things that are happening at the same time as the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, and then after that, he wrote. Uh, like he gathered together, like basically just like uh, picked transcripts that were unfinished stories that J.R.R. had been writing, and it's the Book of Lost Tales. Mm. And then he put together what's called the History of Middle Earth, and that's not necessarily like a history book. Well, while it it can be interpreted as that, um, it's basically what I just described, where it's like here is the thought process and how um, J.R.R. Uh, wrote about. Um, L's, for instance. So it's and, almost and the, the history of, of J.R.R. talking about yes. each thing. It's like the history of the process through which J.R.R. went through to write all this stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so um, what's, 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 uh, what I found very poignant in the uh, forward to this book is uh, first Christopher Tolkien, he may have done this before. Um, well, anyway, well, so I'll, I'll take a step back first. Um so he wrote all that stuff. Then he, he's been going back and pulling some of J.R.'s other stuff. So J.R. did a translation because J.R. loved languages. Right. And he wrote Lord of the Rings and this whole, built this entire world, Middle Earth, 
as a vehicle and a place to put these languages that to he made create up. languages. Well, he created these languages. He's like, they need a place, to, like a, a place to call home, and like, yep. well, it's Middle Earth. Um, and so, so cool. uh, he, J.R.R. had done some translations of like uh, King Arthur and Beowulf, I think, and it done some mm-hmm. other things. And so he's been publishing those. A few years back, this has probably been like ten to fifteen years ago. Um, he did the Children of Huron, and it's it's basically a story that's kind of pulled out of the Silmarillion mm. and um, the Book of Lost Tales and all that kind of stuff. And just kind of um, Christopher took that, took many different manuscripts, and then decided to tell this one cohesive story. And cool. it was basically like things that it was. It's still J.R.R.'s writing, but it's things that came from different locations. Yeah, they didn't all. They weren't. He never sat down and uh, uh, you know. Put, put them this, on and put do this a narrative line, like a plot together, like yeah. you know, as one piece. Cool. So the same thing is true with this story. And what's what I found poignant about in the forward is that Christopher's uh, writing. I don't remember exactly how he says. It. I should have brought it, but he said, um, "I'm like ninety something years old now." He's like, "This may be the last thing I ever Man. put together of my father's work," um, and this is the. First, one of the first stories that J.R.R. ever came up with. Hmm. It's another one of those things where he never wrote it down in a just like a, a single singular narrative. Yeah. Um, but it's something that he, um, Christopher, wants something, a piece out of the story is one of, is the first thing that Christopher remembers his father telling him in a story. Like So J.R.R. Wow. used to tell the stories to his kids before he wrote them down and this was one of the this is one of the first things that Christopher or the first thing that Christopher can remember physically at 90 years old that he like told him hmm. um hearing and it was like specifically the way the wolves eyes looked in this one passage of this story interesting um and so the story the the uh history of the story is that JR so he he uh he was in he fought in World War 1 he went to um uh, France and fought in France, and then he got um, hurt and came back um, before he. I think he went back to the f- to the war at some point. But he, whenever he came to to get better the first time, he started basically the story. And there's a first draft. And so like Christopher t- talks about like there was a first draft to the story that was written in pencil that J.R. then promptly erased and wow. then wrote a second draft over top of it. Oh my goodness! And so like the only thing we have. In written form of this story is the second version that he wrote um, wrote down, and and some of it's illegible. He's, he's like, you know, I, I you know had to get a magnifying like basically a magnifying glass like to read this and figure out what he was saying and all that kind of stuff. And this story was in other other works, like part of it, a lot of it's in the Silmarillion. So like, what's interesting is none of this book is new. It's all been published before, hmm. but in things like the history of Middle Earth and Lost Book of Lost Tales and Silmarillion, never put together in this narrative. And the idea is that there's this mortal man and this immortal elf, and um, they fall in love. And it was kind of based on J.R. based it on uh, the uh, loosely on his uh, uh, romance with his wife. And cool. it was kind of like their story. It's kind of like that was that was his his uh, the background for this story in Jr.'s mind. So it's just really cool, like yeah. reading through. It's it, you know it's just this weird symmetry where it's like um, this was Jr.'s basically his first story that he um, kind of came up with and put down on paper, and this is 
the first thing that Christopher Tolkien remembers him reading, and it's possibly the last book that Christopher Tolkien is publishing yeah. of his father's work. And it's um, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, there's an artistry to it where it's just like, man, I'm super impressed not only by J.R.'s writing and the, the the world where it fits in, but then also that Christopher Tolkien can even figure this stuff out and do yeah. this, uh, uh, let alone at ninety something years old and put together this this narrative from a lot of different places. Mm. And I think that's that's been what I've been impressed with with Christopher Tolkien stuff anyway, where it's just like, you know, these stories were there. It's kind of like you look at history, a real history. Yeah. And you look at, well, you can tell so many different stories in so many different ways. Um, you don't necessarily have to have been there. And it's the same kind of thing where he's like, you don't have to even have created this thing. You don't have mm. to have been there quote yeah. unquote in your mind and your in J.R.'s imagination in order to tell these stories because he wrote just so much of it down. Yeah. Uh, scraps here, scraps here, scraps here. But putting it all together and this is the narrative. It's really cool. That's super cool, man. That's really cool. That's a that's a uh was that too comprehensive? <laughs> no, I think it was awesome. I think that's a uh, a good look into like that world. I I do know that for me, for a lot of the times, for whenever I go to well, read like the Silmarillion, or I go yeah. to read like even the uh, the, the uh, Huron, I, I tried Children to read of Huron. yeah Children of Huron. I tried to read like some of that. It's very heavy. It's very dense. Yeah, and so it's like I appreciate some of the history, but like what a lot of times happens is I'll read something. I'll be like, okay. Let me decipher what those that paragraph means in my head, yeah. and so like it takes me forever to get through it, and so it's yeah. it's less relaxed kind of reading that sort it of is. thing, it's and more it's way reading. more like yeah okay i need to i need to dissect it and understand this yeah um so that's the only like thing that's ever kept me from finishing a lot of the stories yeah is that uh is that they're very dense very heavy kind of uh from a fact perspective and from like you know the descriptions like what's going on yeah so and that's always like christopher talks about that like where that's always been his like his biggest struggle is telling these kind of stories like children of hearing and this one out of context and how it relates to the larger story is hard um, because it, because the story reference it, like the way J.R. Yeah. wrote it is that it references all these other things that you like, yep. well, if you have no context for what this is, yeah. then, you know, you don't, it's not a story like where J.R. whenever he wrote the Lord of the Rings, he didn't, he didn't write it in such a way that was, um, that you required for you, you to, to understand all this right. other body, body of work. Right. He just wasn't able to get to these stories before he died because, like, he just writes them all down. And right. at some point, would probably have gone back and written these books. In a lot of ways, what's amazing about it, um, what's amazing about those stories, and what's amazing about uh, the de- like the process of developing those for him, like it, it be- essentially becomes like setting and backdrop and mm-hmm. like history and background for. The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and yeah. even The Hobbit, like being background for Lord of the Rings, yeah. and it's like, and so there, you know, you can take these stories and piece them together and put them into a, like a narrative, that sort of thing, like you're saying. But in so many ways, it's like, even if you think about history or you think about a lot of like uh, writing in general, there's a lot of interesting stuff that isn't necessarily the main thing, mm-hmm. but it is backdrop for something that people will present as the main thing. You yeah. know, even I, I think about. Uh, uh, like Harry Potter yeah. books and things like that. Like there's a lot of things like lore and there's a lot of things that like JK Rowling has, has in her head right. about these things. And she's like, I have no right. answers to all of these questions, but it's all backdrop for this larger yeah. narrative. And so, you know, th- yeah, it's, it's amazing to me like that, that, that JR wrote enough of it down that 
somebody can pull it all out and go, here I know. it is now. That's the difference. You yeah. know, where it's like such a prolific writer yeah. that he was just writing for the sake of writing. So right. probably he could remember his own stories and kind yeah. of just developing things and seeing how they evolved. And yeah, I, I love the idea that it would ch- it would change. I too. don't know how many other writers do that necessarily in that way. It's yeah. maybe in their heads, you know. Like for instance, let's take um, uh, George R. R. Martin, you know, where he's like he has this whole thing, but dude, it's all in his head. Yeah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> he he struggles to to even like write the finished book. You know, it's right, not even right. let alone these other extraneous things. Right, and I think about like in so many like there's very few properties that. Um, that I feel like the world just exists and it's like, but like most of them change over time. And yeah. so like, I love the idea of like that even with JRR, like it didn't just change over time in his mind. Mm-hmm. It changed over time <laughs> right. in his writing. Right. And so yeah, that, that idea is really cool as well where, yeah. you know, you think about um, Harry Potter, it always feels like, okay, that almost f- in so many ways almost feels like that, that narrative, that story, it just was like, it yeah. was like, Oh, here's, we all we know where this is going. This is all you know. Just chunk it out here, yeah. rather than it, it like changing here and there. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing that that like that much writing and that much changed over time, and yeah. that much was able to be pieced together and put together into. This. Well, I think it's as as he like fleshed out other stories. He's like, well, this actually butts up against this one, and yeah. they interact in this way. And so, yeah. like, you know, like as you go through his work, you're like, oh, okay. Well, now this fits in here, yeah. so that changes the way that the story is told in general. And I guess like so many of uh, like so much of that universe, like you think about, you read through the Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things that like are mysteries. There's a lot of things that are mysterious, and there's a lot of things that definitely have a have a backstory and have a lore about them. But there's not a whole lot in there that are if you would you know we talk about mystery boxes a mm-hmm. lot of times you know mm-hmm. but there's not a whole lot in there that's mystery boxed no you know the only thing that i can think of in like the hobbit or the lord of the rings is whenever gandalf goes away mm-hmm. for a, like a couple of months in right. the hobbit right and it's like well what was he, what doing? Was he doing you know and so yeah they, they cover that in like the silmarillion and things yeah. like that so it's and and they covered it in uh, the hobbit movies yeah and so i uh it's there's very few like spots where you're like Huh, boy, wouldn't it be nice to know this? You know, most of <laughs> yeah. it is just like, wow, this has a history. Yeah, you, know, and, you and just to understand. Me, that like speaks to the um how interesting the world the, that he created was. Yeah. Where you don't need these mystery boxes to keep you engaged. No, not it's at just all. like this is just and that's what I think also what makes it feel so real. Yeah. Yeah, that has this huge history, and you know, like you're you're up, you know, you're up with Pippin and Mary, right? With yep. Treebeard, and yep. he's singing all these songs and talking about ints from like yeah. you know thousands of years ago, going and, like, to the int to, moot, you know, yeah, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you was like, there is a rich history here that yeah. I'm just glad to be a part of. Well, and it's like it's not just like it's not just the stories and the history either. Like it's the poems, yeah, the it's songs, the languages, yeah. Like I mean, it's it's a. Uh, it's daunting, yeah. the amount of content, to say the least. Um, the amount of things that are going around and the amount of things that you would have to keep track of in yeah. this, um, both for JR and for uh, for for Christopher. You, yeah. know, you have to just keep track of the timelines and the languages and the all of this stuff. Yeah. So it's amazing, dude. Um, so we're going to be talking E3. We will. But first, pick of the week. Pick of the week. So, John, yeah, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is Legion. It's the uh, sh- the show, yeah, the show. Nice. It's on uh, it's on FX. It's uh, it's set in the universe of um, of X Men, 
Okay. And I'm not sure, like, I, I don't think it necessarily ties in with the films or anything. It's kind of like a standalone thing, but there are some things that uh, the character, uh, the main character of, of the show kind of ties, how it ties into the, the greater uh, X-Men universe. And it's very interesting. I've in heard good way. things about it. I've heard it's uh, pretty brutal and dark. It is very brutal and dark. And it, like, so my experience with it was like, somebody recommended it to me. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll check it out. And I started watching it. And man, the first, so it's obvious, no spoilers or anything like that. But yeah, like yeah. It, within the first few minutes, you realize like this, it, it, the guy, uh, the main character is, is diagnosed with schizophrenia. Right. And so he's in a mental institution. And so you're having like lots of flashbacks, lots of things that like, you're like, man, this is mind twisty in the way that you don't know what's real and what's fake. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so for the first like full episode, it was really hard for me to like really attach to anything. Cause it was like, well, this is, this could all be fake, you mm-hmm, know, in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and then, so it was very slow to begin with for the first, I think two episodes, right. Mm-hmm. Where we're establishing some back story we're establishing you know that sort of thing and the second episode kind of goes into well what was actually real and what was kind of fake about what just happened and like what's going on with your past and like why are these there's these gaps in your in your memories Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so by the third episode i was i was pretty much in um but like for the first two episodes i I played my switch uh kind of while i was watching is it i mean is it like heroes had that kind of a thing to it where you're trying to fill in gaps and it Is definitely it, like that? it definitely has that, but it, it goes about it in more of a uh, an artist like artistry kind of way, where it's like, well, let's just do a mind twisty shot for a few seconds because it, it's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like that aspect of it, I was kind of just like, get me back into the story, you know. Start like start uncovering some of this stuff rather than, than yeah. continuing to to go down the rabbit hole. Essentially, yeah. Um, it's it's as if Alice was falling down the rabbit hole for the entire first episode and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then once we got into the kind of the core of the story, once we got kind of uh, things going, dude, the last like three or four episodes, uh, really, they get crazy. First of all, like there's a situation. I really want to like say a summary of what the situation is, but it's spoilery. <laughs> but it's like I know that as soon as I drop like say what it is, people are like, "Oh, I'm watching it now." But it's you know, I'll say so, it. Okay, so if you don't want to be spoiled at all on Legion, yeah, you can skip forward. But there's a moment where they're planning a prison break mm-hmm. from a mental institution that's in someone's mind, mm. but they're planning it from an ice cube inside of an ice cube, inside someone else's mind, while their real bodies are frozen with bullets flying at their bodies. And so they have to solve all of this just standing there in this this ice cube. That's insane. It gets ridiculous. So... I, right. uh, I enjoyed myself. Right. I want to check it out. The, that, mo- that moment where I realized kind of like I, I kind of thought about it. I was like, what in the world is going on now? <laughs> and, uh, and, and you're like, we, how did we get here? Is kind of the, uh, the question I had as yeah. I was list- watching the, the last few episodes was like, and it's amazing how you kind of get there and how they set up these pieces. So just takes a couple episodes to really get into it. That's awesome. That's my pick. What's your pick, Chris? All right, my pick is a little different this week. Oh, so I don't know that I've done this before. My pick this week is an article on Kotaku written by Jason Schreier. I like it. Called The Story Behind Mass Effect Andromeda's Troubled Five-Year Development. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good piece. I'll post this at StayTargetPodcast.com, link to it, or you can just search for 
that exact title. I think it's the the front the t- top thing on uh, Kotaku's main homepage right now. It's like a for big now because E three is about to happen. True. So by the time you listen, to this is probably not going to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the story behind Mass Effect's Mass Effect Andromeda's troubled five year development by Jason Schreier. Cool. So he walks through. He, like he's uh, all these people are speaking on. Uh, anonymous terms because they're not supposed to be talking to anybody about this. This is all right. like internal workings of the studio and talks like, so backstory, Mass Effect Andromeda came out to subpar reviews. Uh, it was clear that this was like something was wrong with this game. It had been in development for five years. So it's yeah. like, why is this so bad? Why are the animations so, so, uh, so subpar? Um, why is the story bad? And it kind of walks through like everything that went wrong with this game and like why it happened the way it did. And it talks That's about some things that went right. But uh, it, yeah, it really talks about like how the game, you know, came together in the last like 18 months, really. <laughs> the rest of it was all like pre production dreaming and trying to do things that didn't even end up making it into the game. Hmm. You know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, Things that weren't decided on early enough that should have been, uh, weren't figured out early enough, that type of thing. That's and cool, so, dude. Yeah. Like Jason Schreier is really good at getting those scoops, and it's amazing because like, it seems like he's almost the only one in the industry that digs for this stuff yeah. and inevitably actually turns up with it. Yeah, he's one of my favorite um, games journalists right Agreed. now. Like, uh, used to be Colin Moriarty was probably my favorite before. Um, uh, he doesn't do games anymore, and so I think probably my top two are Jason Schreier and um, Ryan McCaffrey. Yeah. With his, like, uh, what is it, Unfiltered podcast? Unfiltered, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I really like both of them. Like, they do a good job. They just approach it differently. Yeah. Ryan, obviously, podcasts about it. Um, and uh, Schreier goes more of the behind the scenes. Uh, also, Ryan is more like, hey, let's talk people on the record. Yep. And Jason Schreier's like, I'm going to talk to a lot of people off the record <laughs> and, get, and get the real story. Dude, yeah. And he's uh, got a book out, doesn't he? He's got a book. So he's got a book that's coming out. It's called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, the Triumphant Turbulent Stories Behind How Video Games Are Made. It comes out in September. I've pre-ordered it. Um, and it seems like it's going to be the same kind of thing. I love his writing, the same kind of thing as this. So, like, yep. to figure out if you want to buy Jason Schreier's new book, go read this article. If you read this article, you're probably going to be like, I want more. Yep. So, um, well, there's like, even in the book, like, there's supposed to be some stuff about destiny in there, like about how yeah, that changed. It's going to span more things film. than just one, one, uh, one video game. Right. And so I loved, I, I love the idea that like, um, that, the, that it's in a book format rather than being just a, an article kind of that sort of thing. Cause he's done a few articles before. Um, yeah, but, I mean, this is long form, so he does long form writing really well. Right. And that's something that he's developed over the past few years. Right. Um, where he does long form writing well. So like he's, he's been growing as a writer, as a journalist, that kind of type of thing. Somebody in the comments suggested was like, uh, man, this is so good. You could have used this as a pre-order incentive. And then Jason commented and was like, oh, okay, uh, everybody, don't read this until after the book comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you, all, you also figure like, I mean, he's, you know, he's using it as a kind of a launching ground for, hey, my book's coming out. You can pre-order the book here. This is, a, this is something that I do. And yeah. it's like... I mean, if you hold off on these things, well, it's such a it's it's well, it's, it's so relevant to right now, right? Uh, because it, it just came out earlier this year, and right, it, it came out at the, in the, almost in the same week, I think, as um, what was the other game? Uh, so we had Breath of the Wild. I think this may have come out like right at the same time. And there was, Andromeda, uh, yeah, it was it was like the same week or whatever. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn That's was like right. the week before, and then uh, Near was Dude, like right there too. A mess of a of a of a spring, dude. Yeah, so it was like okay, awesome. well, this was one of the most anticipated games, right? 
and among these other top tier games that come out, like it's like, why is this one so bad? You know, so it's it's really it's really relevant to right now. And again, it, I mean, it's he it doesn't it's not a it's, it's, this is not written as a pitch for his book, but he uh, he mentions you know like um, he mentioned some things that are in the book, like some of the like behind the scenes, like this isn't the only game that this kind of stuff happens to, and he yeah. kind of mentions that like in my well, the way he mentions it was like in my um, interviews for my. Uh, book, blah, 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 like I found out this, you know, kind of added some other kind of stories. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He has a book coming out, like that kind of thing. So, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just like, it's a great piece. Yeah. Um, It's not like it was like just an advertisement. No, it's not just a vehicle for his book. Yeah. No, no, no. That's Um, awesome, dude. Yeah. I need to check it out. I saw, I saw that it existed and I have it bookmarked. Like, you know how you do on your phone and I'll save for later or whatever. I I, I saved it for later (laughs) and I'm, I'm like, whenever I get a moment, because I saw how long it was and I'm like, Whenever I get a moment and I can really kind of dig in and enjoy this, yeah. I'm going to do that. I mean, it know? probably took me at least 30 minutes to read. That's awesome. Um, I love long-form stuff like that. So. Yeah, I sent it to a friend of mine who loves Mass Effect. He did he, uh, he did what Jason talks about in here. Like, he uh, played um, played Andromeda during the uh, – if you had EA access, you got, like mm-hmm. – access to it three days early for free or something yeah. like that. And so he played that. He was like, no, I don't want this. And he canceled his pre-order, uh, which happened a lot. Um, and, and if you're out there listening, utilize that EA access. Yeah, for if, sure. If, uh, if, it's, if it has a, uh, a beta or have, has like early days or whatever, utilize that stuff. But uh, I sent this article to him. And he's like, yeah, I was going to read it right before bed and kind of like open it up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is long. <laughs> <laughs> Be late for work in the morning, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Why are you late? <laughs> well, I was reading an article on Kotaku. There was this article last night. My buddy it's kind of like, it uh, <laughs> hang on. This, this is, well, so John McCain, there was a, he was, do, he was, he was uh, talking uh, to James Comey earlier on Capitol Hill, and he was just like, you're like, why are you not, you're not making any sense, man. Why, what is going on? The internet was kind of like, dude, John McCain, like, what's up with John McCain? And then he, he, afterwards, he released, well, he's like, what I was trying to say was, blah, 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 maybe I shouldn't stay up so late watching Diamondback games, night, night Diamondback games, (laughs) which, I mean, he's on the East Coast, they're out in, like, (laughs) in uh, Phoenix, so I mean, he's like, got like a two-hour difference. He's probably staying up past midnight, oh, man. like watching this <laughs> before you're. Uh, Come on, John McCain. Yeah, before you've been you gotta go televised. You gotta go early in the morning, Capitol Hill. <laughs> oh man, I love it whenever like random. It happens to all of us. That's all of us. Yeah, that's not the point. That's the only that's, thing I'm gonna lay out there. That's is what like... I mean. <laughs> it's just like it happens to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. E3 2017. E3. I'm going to give you an update real fast. The Predators are down. <laughs> I thought we were doing an E3 update. I was two like, to nothing. Chris has an E3 update. I'm so not, they're down two I'm to nothing. Not happy about this. Where are we at? Are we still in the first first period? We have ten seconds left in the first period. Mm. Wait, no, John. While we were talking, and I switched over. We're down three to nothing, dude. This is bad. This is really bad. Mm. Anyway. Oh, man. We're talking about E3, and uh, so what we wanted to start off doing, let me close some of these windows here, so I can see what I'm doing. Okay, so let's first let's run down, um, in case people like listen to this in pieces. That's right. Let's run down the press conference times uh, for all the press conferences, because it's a little wonky this year. Yep. In, the, in years past, it's been... 
all on Monday. Yeah, it all piles on one day, like in the. And past. then last was it last year? Was last year the first year that Bethesda? No, it was, it was no, the two year that, years ago. Two years ago, Bethesda decided to hold a press conference on Sunday night, Sunday evening. Um, that's when they announced Fallout Four that it was coming later that year. Yep. Um, Did the same thing last year. Same last year, but with what? Uh, well, I mean, it? they just had like a press oh, conference yeah. with. They like, didn't have a, like this is coming so. out this year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because they had like Dishonored two. They had. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll go over kind of that some of that stuff. So yeah, um, and so but this year, so what happened was then like Microsoft was like, well, we used to actually kick off these E3 press conferences. Okay, well, we'll just move ours to Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. And then EA had to be a jerk about it, and they were like, well, we're gonna go on Saturday. So now we have this like crazy, stupid <laughs> three day extravaganza yeah. for no reason. Yeah. We can't just sit down on one day and lose one day. We have to lose three days. Strategically, John. also, like it's yeah. I, I as a consumer of this and as someone who follows the, I don't like it as much. Um, I kind of like the fact that it was all on Monday because yeah. like you would just spend the entire day like watching, you know, watching or like you know checking the news sites, recapping, like getting all of these things. Yeah. But um, right now, like the, as it stands this year. It's going to be like an all-weekend thing where it's like going to be drip-fed. I do understand from a business perspective yeah. why EA uh, would want to like own a day. Well, like it, They have basically like 13 hours of the news cycle that they are exclusively a piece of. And then Microsoft is like next and like they own like a few hours. And then Bethesda, who a lot of times aligns themselves with Microsoft uh, or has in the past, it's like, okay, so that makes sense that those two are on the same day. And then, you know, then the next day you get... Ubisoft and Sony. Yeah, well, so. the other piece to it is that um, so EA has decided not to even be at E3. This is not really an E3 press conference. They decide right. not to be at E3 this year, but to do their own thing called EA Play right. and set up shop um, uh, close to the convention center and where, where the general public can just come play all their games. Yeah. So they decided to kick that off. We'll do our press conference with that. They can come over the weekend and do this. Then there's E3 starting on uh, Tuesday. So there's that whole thing. I'm curious if they keep doing that like in we'll the see. future because 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 E three opened themselves to the public. Yeah. Um but EA had already decided like way months earlier that they weren't going to be part of uh, E3. Yeah, and, they probably you know. caught wind of it, though. Like, And they're like, hey, th- I mean, th- that's the thing. This has become more of a con- consumer-facing show in, right. in, the, in the past few years anyway. And that's kind of like a lot of the um, j- games journalism, like, pushback against E3 has kind of been like, this isn't really even, like, for the press anymore. This, mm. is, uh, this is for consumers. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see like what the turnout is, that kind of thing. Um, but so EA kicks it off Saturday. Well, these are all going to be Pacific time, so figure it out. <laughs> Do the math. Hashtag deal with it. This is this is the like the local time to where they're being held. So that's the only fair way I thought we could do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, EA's ki- uh, kicks off Saturday, June tenth, at twelve p.m. Pacific time. Um, so nothing else on Saturday, Sunday. Microsoft kicks it off um, Sunday, June 11th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Excited. Then Bethesda decided to go incredibly late for some odd reason. Um, June 11th, Sunday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Pacific That's time. really late. Which I mean, is midnight about, on the know, Eastern Coast. Also, just to think about the East, it's a different day on the East Coast. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Uh, Devolver Digital, uh, they're going to have some indie, they have their own in, indie conference. Um, it's kind of like uh, EA, where they have their own kind of thing cool. um, going on, but they're going to do a press conference Sunday, June 11th at 10 p.m., which is during Bethesda's conference. 
makes absolutely no sense. Wait, so it, it starts even later. It starts even later. It's Whoa. like 1 a.m. on the Easter Coast. Whoa, dude. I will not watch that live. I'm wondering like <laughs> wondering why the, like is the, it was the uh was the rental space cheaper like at that time of day? <laughs> Ubisoft, well, this is all streamed online. You, you know, know how the... Uh, it's not like, like you're buying television time. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. You know, television time was super cheap overnight, and that's why you get all the, the infomercials and the terrible, like, uh, <laughs> the terrible television. So then we move to Monday, uh, the day that used to be, this all used to be on. Uh, Ubisoft, they go Monday, June 12th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Then Sony... They do their traditional Monday evening show, Monday, June 12th, at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then uh, the only one left is Nintendo. They are doing another uh, Nintendo Direct this year. They are uh, not doing a press conference. They haven't done one in like three or four years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, They're doing it on Tuesday, Tuesday, June 13th, at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. Um, We will, our plan is to watch all of this. And then uh, we're recording on Tuesday evening. That's the plan, yeah. To talk about it. And then so to, sometime Tuesday night after Nintendo that gives us enough time to get through all the press conferences, since they're not all in one day anymore. Right. Uh, to get through all the press conferences, Tuesday evening we will record a show for you. It'll go up. It might be longer than normal, which means it might not go up till like real late on Tuesday, maybe early uh, Wednesday. But you will have our E3 coverage at least by Wednesday morning is the yep. plan. That's exactly right. Um, I'm so, amped, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. I'm gonna. It yeah, spreads it all out. Yeah. But it's like yeah. I'm amped. Yeah, true. I mean, I just don't have like it's, you know. I always woke up on like Monday morning, like it was Christmas morning. Yeah. You're like, I oh, mean, there's just gonna be so much cool news. Yeah. And now it's kind of spread out. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. Christmas Eve, you're like, opening presents, and then you're opening some stuff, and yep. then like, well, then you got some enough more stuff from this cousin over here and yeah and then like somebody shows up for the new year's party but they have presents but they have presents because they didn't see you, so, you know. right you know anyway so it's not like you're you're not like a kid at christmas time anymore you're more like an adult yeah uh whenever you're traveling all around to see everyone so yeah um so we wanted to now talk about we will eventually talk about our predictions that's right so i've got some predictions chris well hang um, on we're oh, not talking about those oh, yet oh it's later first we're gonna go through Polygon released some, or was it Kotaku? I've got some really good predictions. I'm no, just teasing no predictions. Those, no I'm, predictions I'm, now. I'm gonna be like ready to like you know throw these out there at any moment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Kotaku put together some articles that were one year later. Did Sony keep their E3 2016 promises? That's right. Did Microsoft keep their E3 2016 promises? Did Nintendo keep their E3 2016 promises? I want to run down that a little bit. We can we can look at uh, the other companies, Ubisoft and E3 EA. A yep. little bit, um, but on Bethesda, uh, let's start with Sony. Did Sony keep their E3 2016 promises? So the first one that they uh, they talk about, um, they showed God of War, the new God of War. Yeah. Did they deliver? Not yet. It's still coming out. We think it will be this year. There's no release date. We'll find out. Uh, the second. Do we think it will be this year? I don't think it'll be this year. Well, a lot of people think it's, this is the thing. A lot of people think it's gonna be this year. That was that was my big problem. Let's let's, talk, let's just let, we'll do some commentary. Okay. We talked about this last year, but that was my biggest problem with Sony. Everyone was blown away by Sony's press conference last year, and sure they showed us a lot of new games, but none of them came last year, except for The Last Guardian, which was delayed. So right, and it, and barely made it into that year. So um, and that's the second thing that they talked about. Second 
Oh, wait, no. The second trailer was Days Gone. Um, have they delivered? Uh, they said not yet. Uh, little else has been revealed about the title uh, since, since the title. I think that one is more likely to come out before God of War, but I'm not sure. I mean, they've been working on God of War for a really long yeah, time, too, I so I don't know. The Last Guardian, it was announced. Did they deliver? No. After nearly 10 years of waiting, players had to wait just a little bit more when the game was delayed a final time to December 6th. It met its December release, meaning jokes about the game's constant delays could finally be put to rest. Seeing that it was out, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they showed a trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, the release date um, was set for February 28th. Did it deliver? Yes. It came out to rave reviews. Very cool. Uh, the next one they t- showed Detroit becoming human or become human. There's a trailer for that. Did it deliver? Not yet. Uh, we don't know anything about it since that point again. Um, we showed Resident Evil 7. They gave us a release date. Uh, they showed, said that it would be on PlayStation VR. And did it deliver? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was also to really good reviews on VR and on its own. Yeah. Revitalizing the long maligned Resident Evil franchise. There you go. Uh, they talked about uh, PlayStation VR. Uh, they gave it a release date and a price. Did it deliver? Yes. Yep. Uh, they hit all of that. I s- thought about buying it. We stopped doing Chris's VR update. We might do another one in, uh, after E3, Chris. I mean, depending on what they announce. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, they showed several games for um, VR. Showed Farpoint, Star Wars Battlefront, X-Wing, VR Mission, Batman Arkham VR, Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy VR Experience. Did, did they deliver yes and no? Some of the titles came out at launch, um, including Batman Arkham VR, one of the games that, to me, helped sell me on the system. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Final Fantasy VR Experience, uh, the demo was bad. They didn't release it. No um, word The other sense, ones right? were kind of delete, released sporadically. Um, they showed Call of Duty Infinite Warfare's trailer. Did they deliver? Yes, they released on time, like it always does. A clockwork. Clockwork! You can always depend on Call of Duty. That's right. Activision, man. The Promise. Another Call of Duty title is shown. This time it's Modern Warfare Remastered. Did they deliver? Yes. I still need to go back and play that. You need to play that game, John. I do. I do. It's such a... It is... Like, as much as you like... If you love the Modern Warfare campaigns. Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. I do, in fact... Um, this is just as good and gives a lot of backstory. Like whenever you play it in this order, a lot of backstory for why it matters that we're after Makarov. I like it. It kind of starts the whole thing off. That's cool. We kind of took for granted in Modern Warfare 2, like, oh, this guy's bad. Cool. Right. This gives you why. Yeah. I see. I see. I still need to do that, man. It's, it's going to be, it's like, it's on the backlog. It'll, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, then they decided to, uh, they promised that they're going to bring back, Crash Bandicoot. Have they delivered yet? No. Not yet, anyway. But soon. Yeah. The Promise. Um, the Crash would dance his way to Skylanders Imaginators in October. Did they deliver? Yes. Man, this is just too much stuff. Uh, <laughs> Lego Star Wars Force Awakens. That came out. Uh, Hideo Kojima uh, came out and showed Death Stranding. Have they delivered? No, not yet. And I would anticipate not anytime soon. No. <laughs> uh, also... Insomniac's next game, Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, did they deliver? No. And we've heard nothing since. So there's a lot of, 
hey, we're going to show you this really cool trailer. Bye. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like that—that that was one of our one of our critiques last year, and it still remains one of my things. Like, I don't know this year. I'm not sure what they show. Like, what do they like? Because I think could, they need to show the same things well, again. Of course, but I mean, like, as far as like a new announcements. I don't know. As dude. far as new announcements. Yeah. Like what? Like, do we see? Because you think about last year's conference, you figure that's the next three, four years. Yeah. Of releases for them. I mean, I think it's got to be. It's got to be like they've got to update things. They've got to like say, okay, this is where we're at. Maybe give us some release dates of what's coming out this year. Yeah. Um, and then, dude, they have to keep like every single Christmas since the console release, they've said these AAA games, first party games, are coming out for the console this holiday season. Mm-hmm. And then every single year, they delay them into next year, except for. Uh, the Last Guardian, which still missed Black Friday. Yeah, it, it was uh, super late in the year, like as late as you could possibly probably get, and still ensure and still that, Christmas. Yeah, that it was it was in people's hands for for Christmas Day. Yeah. So, um, and so like they need to do a couple things. Yeah, um, I know they were they just wanted to keep steamrolling uh, Microsoft as best they could last year by just showing new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. Wow, everybody! But to me, like I love seeing new stuff, but I also don't want to have to wait four years for it. You know, like. Show yeah. it to me whenever it's closer. The problem is the hype level builds, and then it kind of stagnates and yeah. decreases as you, the longer you wait. And that was my thing. Like I think this year's like I'm going to be interested. I think I'm really interested in what they have to offer this year because, yeah. again, what we we kind of know all of their cards. Like between that event and then uh, PSX yeah. in um, in like December. We kind of already know what's going on there. Yeah. So, like, we kind of know what they're, what everything is that's coming out. And it's like, at what point do we, like, are they going to start holding things back? Are they going to announce, like, oh, well, where's that next year's worth of stuff? So, like, this is going three years out. We're going to look four years out now, that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what their conference is. Mean, I don't know how like, you even man. look out, look four years out because you don't have any studios left. Well, I guess we have a couple. There's a couple of studios that we don't know what they're doing. So, we might get a couple new game announcements and some updates. That's kind of like what I expect from them this okay. year. Okay. I have more predictions later. I do too. That's not really a prediction. I'm ready to like rock. We're not doing predictions. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm ready, Chris. I'm ready. I know you are. Uh, We're moving on to uh, Microsoft. So they talked about the the, kicked it off. Talked about the Xbox One S, a slimmer console, 4K. Did they deliver? Yes. Boom. With lots of options um, to boot with uh, hard drive sizes. Um, good different price points, bundles, things like that. Gears of War 4 talked about the Xbox Play Anywhere program. When you buy a game digitally, you get to own it and play it on both Xbox One and Windows 10 PC. Did they deliver mostly uh, that game released on both PC and Xbox? Crossplay rolled out for some modes, but not others. Um, Gears of War 4 received crossplay for versus multiplayer mode. So they haven't they haven't done the whole the whole game somehow. I don't know. We'll see. I'll the cross play it. between it. But, but cross, oh, the cross buy thing is pretty cool. The cross buy thing is really cool. And I think like a lot of the, the titles were cross buy um, yeah. that they announced last year. So uh, First party, at least. I think for every first party title from now on is cross yep, buy. That's right. That's what they've announced. Um, community manager for Killer Instinct unveiled the franchise's next character. Um, did they deliver? Yes. General Ram is in Killer Instinct. Then they showed Xbox and Windows 10 exclusive. Forza Horizon 3 to deliver, yes. And it is one of the best racing games I've ever played in my entire my life. My goodness, is that a good game. That's the, the best game of last year. I think it's it's my favorite racing game. 
my ra- let's rank racing games for a second. Oh man, okay. Forza Horizon Three is at my top. Yep, that's me too. Second is Burnout Revenge for mm, me. Man, that's a tough one because like these I, are my own personal ones. I was gonna put uh, Rush Two or Four Nine. Oh man, San Francisco Rush Two or okay. Four Nine on the uh, the Dreamcast. Okay. Well, Midway R.I.P. I mean, that one's up there pretty high for me, but that's also a very personal thing. Cause, like, it's also old. Yeah, it's really old. Um, I'm going to put that in number three. Yeah, okay. I think Sonic Drift is in there somewhere. Sonic Drift is... I've actually played that one. It was uh, Sonic Drift 2 that yeah. we had, actually. Yeah. Because um, I don't know where the original Sonic Drift was. I, <laughs> I can't find it anywhere, um, but I think it was probably on like Master System or something like that, yeah. and then we had it on Game Gear. I think F-Zero X is also in there somewhere. Oh, man. F-Zero X uh, for sure is in there. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, the next thing you talked about showed record. Did they deliver? Yes. The game hit its release date. Um, not super great reviews on that one. Like it was okay. No, uh, Fultron played it. He liked it. He, he liked it a lot. Actually. Yeah, he told me he? I, I would like it. It reminded him of Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Hmm. No, like Sands of Time. That's... Whatever the Prince of Persia was, you have to go around and collect orbs with oh. a terrible ending. I um, I never went back. So like this so Prince of Persia, hang on. I gotta figure out which one this was. Give me two seconds, dude. Prince of Persia, like it's been a long time. I want to see that franchise again. I love this game that we're talking about, and it was just the ending you didn't like. Well, so uh, I think I talked about this on the podcast um, at some point. Prince of Persia game, Prince of Persia. Yeah, which let's see here. There's a lot of Prince of Persias. Trying to see. You on Wikipedia, the old wiki. So I'm trying to I'm trying to find out. It's not that one. <laughs> it's process of elimination here. What is this? 2008? Nope, that's the yes. This is the one. Oh, it's just called Prince of Persia. That's why it came out. It's, it's uh, on Wikipedia as Prince of Persia 2008 video game. That's really funny. So kind of like it's uh, a different. It's a different like Sonic the Hedgehog, whatever year it's that a different, was. Yeah, it's a different prince than the other. Yeah, true. Self-titled for some reason, <laughs> which uh, was. By all accounts, horrible. It's a different pr- Prince of Persia than the mainline franchise, and uh, um, it the ending basically ended and without you fighting the main boss or boss or like what? you kill you kill the main boss and then he comes back and you're like what the only way to find the real ending was to buy a ten dollar piece of DLC that supposedly lasts two hours. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, that is not good business, Chris. That's I, not consumer friendly. I absolutely adored this game up till that point, and then I absolutely hated it. That is c- consumer hostile. So I still haven't gone back and bought the DLC and played the ending of this game. That's horrible, man. I probably should just break down and do it. No. Don't give in. And that's the thing. That's why I haven't done it. Don't out do of principle. That. And it's never gone on sale. YouTube the ending. Somebody's gonna done it. Yeah, but I want to finish it myself. Anyway. Does it have an achievement attached to it? Ah, who knows? Probably. If it does, then you got to do it. Yeah, I know. But if, if it doesn't, don't worry about it, dude. Um, I don't Man, even get horrible. on this line of things. Oh, oh, Recore. Yeah, yeah, Recore. Yeah, so he uh, he liked it. He compared it to uh, to that Prince of Persia game. Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Just Prince um, of Persia. So then we, uh, Final Fantasy 15 director came out and showed off the Trial of Titan, the first ever demo on Xbox One to demonstrate how fast and fluid the battle system is. Did they deliver? Oh, wait. What do we say? Final Fantasy 15 was set for November 30th, 2016. There Did you they go. deliver? No. No, it was totally delayed. Um, the uh, 
Game was delayed to November 29th, 2016. By the way, the uh, going back to that record thing, the the like that that was one of the coolest um, uh, debut videos. Like it was a yeah. cool trailer, great song. Yeah, like it was it was a good one. Uh, the, the Division Underground Expansion Pack was um, trailer was shown. Did they deliver? Yes, it came out. I played it. I liked it. Um, Man, I haven't thought about the division in a while. I need to go back. The survival like pack, and I think there was supposed to be one. Isn't there supposed to be one more pack? I think they're like they just released, or mm, they're they talking about survival. They're talking about releasing one more? the next one. I think it's in a summer update. <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, like I love that game. Um, I had a ton of fun with it, man. Um, I need to go back and uh, collect a lot of the new things that are in there. Uh, Battlefield One was shown to deliver. Yes. With a surprise, members of EA Access and Origin were able to download the trial on Xbox and PC one day earlier than its planned October 13th release, which is pretty cool. Then head of platforming, platforming, platforming engineering, Mike Ibarra, gave a presentation to discuss improvements to Xbox Live. New features, background music, with players able to listen to their own music while they play, language region independence. Hmm. Cortana would arrive as well with the new voice recognition capabilities for the console to deliver. Yes, although I will say... I absolutely hate Cortana. Did not work for me. Half the time would cause my uh, connect to turn off. And you had a lot of problems. And I went back to the original Xbox voice commands. I went back to the original Xbox commands because it was was slow to connect to the internet. Yeah. Like it was, it was just enough of a delay to where I, I was like, is it broken? Right. And so anytime, like (laughs) anytime. You never want that thought. Right, if you're with your electronics, is that broken? Yeah, <laughs> and like, I think it might be broken. I always feel like, okay, so for example, um, here's in mixing. Whenever you mix something, right, the the intro of the song, like you hit play on it. Yeah. No matter what you do, no matter what, like if it's a if it's a demo, if it's like no matter what it is, trim that sucker to where you push play and it plays. Yeah, because there is a time where it's like two seconds in, I go wait. Is it broken? <laughs> yeah. And you turn it up or like you go, you know, and then all of a sudden it scares you and you immediately have a bad reaction yeah. to the first three seconds of this song. So it's like you start off with this. And so that's kind of how I felt about Cortana was like, it was just enough time to where it gave me like this every single time gave me a bad like feeling every time it did it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going back. Oh yeah, for sure. No, no just, you, you go back to something that works. Yeah. Going back to something that doesn't make me feel bad every single time I use it. Yeah. Um, Mikey Barra continued. Uh, he talked about clubs coming to Xbox uh, Live, looking for group coming to Xbox Live, and the arena. Did they deliver uh, clubs looking for group rolled out? But the arena got delayed to May 16th, 2017. And is that out? I don't uh, know if that's out yet. I don't know if it is yet. Um, I know, like, so that one is one that I'm intrigued about. I feel like they're probably going to roll it out um, now, like at yeah. E3. I, I really do think that they will. That's not one of my predictions. So that one's free. Um, <laughs> You have to pay for the other ones. Right. But I'm ready. The Minecraft people owned by Microsoft now came out and they uh, talked about, uh, they showed the friendly update allowing players to host their own servers. Uh, Minecraft Realms will be available to try for free. Uh, texture packs were released on Pocket Edition. Uh, did it deliver yes and no? The friendly update rel- rolled out in Realms free to try. Uh, add-ons were made available too. Um, the uh, first day of winter... Um, had some updates, but no other updates prior to the big one allowing for some customization. Not full-on modding like they were talking about. So, yeah. Yes and no. 
Another promise. You design, we build. With Xbox Design Labs, players with an eye for design will be able to customize and design their own controllers with Quite. an array of colors and engraving. Players could try their customization on Xbox site that same day to deliver. Yes. And you are the proud recipient recipient of one. Yeah. For uh, for my birthday, mere month later, like a month later, yeah. uh, you and Catherine and our parents kind of went together, yeah. got me my own custom controllers to stay on target on the front. It's yes. green. It's got some purple. It's got some blue. It's got some pink. You designed it. It's I designed it. It is amazing. I love it, dude. Inside, from the creator of Limbo, got another trailer and a lot of praise. Did it deliver? Yes. Inside was awesome. I love it. Um, it's one of my favorite games of last year. I talked about it toward the end of last year um, on this very podcast. This very podcast. In fact, I was having a conversation yesterday with Fultron, our unofficial third host. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, he's going to do a uh, video essay on Inside. Ah, at least that's his plan. I, I love it. I'm now. He, he, you have to do it now, Fultron. I know you're listening. The audience wants it. The audience demands we have it. Now. Announced it and it's happening. It's fine if you That's don't right. do it. I say things on this podcast all the time. It's and made public, one. Chris. No, it's he, he, he's locked for instance. In. I did not play Rise of the Tomb Raider this past weekend. What? Yeah. Anyway, you lied to me. I didn't lie to you. I had the full intentions of doing it. I did, it just didn't happen. <laughs> I think that's kind of what it. That's what I'm know, saying. I'm trying to make Fultron feel better. If he doesn't is. release it, I'm making, trying to make him feel better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, then they gave us an indie highlight reel featuring peaks at Cuphead, Outlast 2, Deliver to the Moon, Flint Hook, Far, Slime Rancher, Shadow Tactics, Figment, The Culling for the King, Beacon, Stardew Valley, Hand of Fate 2, Below, Raiders, Bloodstained, Ukulele, Everspace. Release dates were listed as soon. <laughs> Did they deliver? Overall, no. It depends on what you define as soon, Chris. <laughs> I know. That's true. Like, this is such an amorphous term. You know, it's uh, funny. But I will so let's let's be fair and say soon probably means before the next D3. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, like, and that's the thing about a lot of these games, especially Cuphead. Like, this is the third, like, if, if we see Cuphead this time, it'll be the third E3 that we've seen it. Yeah. And so, like, at that point, you talk about, like, Sony, we kind of, like, give them a hard time where it's like, well, you're seeing games, you know, three four years out and it's like these are indie games that we're seeing like three or four years out and right i, I they're small teams i want them to get their game right and be proud of it and put it out and like yeah. you know they have they have maybe a little bit less pressure on them from external sources um the only pressure they would have is like for money's sake or whatever yeah. but um i want them to get it right you know because like a, a a bad indie game is arguably more detrimental to a smaller company than a, oh, yeah, a bad uh, game yeah, is thing, to EA or something. It's an indie game. I don't expect, you know, like they don't, this is the thing, like indie studios don't really like, they don't put out like earnings reports. They don't like, right. like, hey, in the first quarter of 2017, we have to make this much money yeah. and we're beholden to to our uh, stockholders and right. investors. And all. I'm not sure they have investors, but like they're, they're not, they're not held to the same kind yeah. of financial um, standards as everyone else yeah. because of the size of the company. Yeah. And so they can afford to be like, hey, we're actually going to polish this and put out put it out right. They might have a, a couple of uh, investors or uh, um, uh, people who are, are seeding them money and or maybe they're going off their, other, their previous release. It right. doesn't really matter. Like It's up to them. They can do whatever they want. They're an independent studio. That's the point of them. We should applaud this, John. Woohoo! <laughs> Good speech. 
Below is one of those that's like we've seen it like three or four years, and oh, it's like man, yeah, that's right. That hasn't Cap- come out yet. Like they went, they went dark, and it's one of those games that I am so excited to play, and uh, and we'll find out whenever it actually comes out. We'll see if we see it this time. I don't know. I I hope that maybe we see a little bit of it, but yeah. I feel like anything in in montages like this, whenever you cut a bunch of stuff together and then you go soon, yeah. you know, I feel like. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah. I'll let them off the hook a little bit, yeah. you know, because it's like if some of them come out and then some of them don't, it's like, okay, that's fine. They showed a game trailer for We Have a Few. It uh, looked a lot really Bioshocky. Yep. Said that. Um, Bioshockerific. Uh huh. It would come to Xbox Game Preview soon, and it did. It did, and it was uh, it was it came to the preview. It didn't have like a story mode or anything like that. It had a uh, it had procedurally generated stuff and, and like a survival kind of a thing going on there. So it's, uh, I'll be interested to see like whenever that, the narrative yeah. version of that game comes out, like right. the actual final build. So That's, also in December, the game received a big update that added a story tutorial and it fixed many of the problems related to quests, NBC, NPC behavior and other issues. So yeah, I hope, I, I hope they're still working on that. I'm sure they are. And it's, it's like one of those, that's a, a Minecrafty type of a thing, build it as it, as it goes. Um, Gwent, CD Projekt Red's digital card game spinoff from the Witcher series was announced and presented. It looked a lot like um, uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone. I was actually yeah. talking to someone who played that today. Hearthstone um, or Gwent? No, well, actually both of them, but Gwent <laughs> specifically. Uh, and I asked him, you know, like how he liked it. He likes it a lot. He said it's a lot less random um, than Hearthstone. Cool. Meaning like the cards that you pull out that's like, hey, this is going to damage um, a random character and it could be you. You know, like... <laughs> That always happens to me. Like, anytime I play a card like that in Hearthstone, inevitably it's oh, me. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, deal 20 damage to something on the board. And it's like, it's my hero. Like, great. <laughs> it's like, sweet. Let me just roll the dice here. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they said it would be first on Xbox One and Windows PC, and the beta would arrive in September. Did they deliver? Not quite. The beta actually began at the tail end of October. When it did, some people got addicted to all the big changes from the game's Witcher 3 counterpart. Of course. Yeah. Like you do. The Promise. Let's see here. It's a movie trailer with some plot different dialogue. Tekken 7. That just came out. Jumped into a live gameplay demo of what? What are we talking about? Oh, Tekken. Tag Tournament 2. During the week of E3, Xbox Gold members. Wait, wait hang on. There's a couple what things. are we talking about? Tekken so, 7. So Tekken the 7. The release date was scheduled for early 2017. During the week of E3, Xbox Gold members would receive a free copy of Tekken Tag Tournament 2 available via Xbox backwards compatibility to deliver. No. The free copy came. But no, for the release date, Tekken 7, which has been out in Japan's arcades since 2015, and was delayed and is now scheduled for a June 2nd release on Xbox One, PC, and PS4. As I said, it's out Weird. actually now. Is like, it? Yeah, it is. And uh, there's lots of people who, oh, are, yeah, who it's, are into it's, it. It's past June 2nd. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's lots of people who are, are super into that game. Cool. Um, especially like because I, I was looking up a lot of ARMS stuff, like yeah. Nintendo ARMS, and like, oh, I'm not going to do the ARMS thing. I'm going to stick with the Tekken 7. I'm like, well, I don't think you're probably going to be into the ARMS thing anyway if you were super into yeah. Tekken 7. So. Uh, the, there was another trailer for Dead Rising 4 featuring zombies, um, along with the soundtrack of Jingle Bell Rock coming to Xbox One and Windows 10 on holiday 2016. Did they deliver? Yes. On Christmas, wait on on Saint Nichols Day, is that is it December sixth, Saint Nichols Day? Uh, that's what this article says. I'm gonna find out what this actually day yeah, what, is. What is what is Saint Nichols Day? Anyway, so it came out. Man, there's just so much. Um, that's the thing is it like it, whenever we list them like this, um, it seems like there's so much. But at the time, like in Microsoft's conferences, they do a good job of like rapidly going through everything. Yeah, and that's the th- well, and that's the thing like um 
like our next episode is gonna be crazy huge too. This is already at like we're over an hour. Oh yeah, we're well over an hour. Um Microsoft show. <laughs> yeah, December 6th, St. Nichols Day. Children and families who celebrate St. Nichols Day receive treats, including candy, cookies, small toys, or fruit in stockings, socks, shoes, or bags on December 6th. Some churches have special services dedicated to the Feast of St. Nichols on this day. Weird. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so this is uh, probably the, the most troublesome thing going into this year's E3. Hmm. Uh, they came on stage, talked about Scalebound, and touted it as its biggest Microsoft as its biggest 2017 release. Did they deliver? No. It's not only not going to be the biggest 2017 release, it's never coming out. Phil Spencer put the kibosh on that and said, you guys did not make a fun game. Well, yeah, that whole thing, that whole... The, he didn't say that specifically, the but... The Scalebound debacle. Yeah. Is definitely the most glaringly thing because it's 2017, Chris, and that was their biggest they game. They said it's going to be the biggest game, says, but that, I mean, maybe they're going to fill it with something else. You know, you never know. They could have gotten a third party to release something like Rise of the Tomb Raider. They just reach into their their big bag of E3 goodness and pull out another biggest game of of <laughs> 2017. So uh, they talked about uh, Xbox and Windows 10 exclusive to see if these coming from Rare. Um, it's going to come out. The game was announced for. Xbox Play Anywhere. Uh, did they deliver? Not yet. I am actually in the alpha of this. Ooh. Can't talk about it. Have you played it yet? Can't talk. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't played it yet. Okay. No. I... <laughs> How did you get in? I didn't get in. Uh, I don't know. I signed up really early. Like, I signed up during E3 last year. I did And too. I've been in it since... Um, really? Like, January or whatever. So okay. Have you played it? Uh, no. Have I mean, there been I, opportunities I, to play I it? I booted up the like an intro like little section okay but other than that like no i haven't played well, like i haven't play played it, have me come over and i want to play it because like i you you kind of have to team up with people and so i'm in also you know the looking for group thing like yeah. that was the big thing where it's like okay now we're gonna start doing it every weekend because yeah. it's like the looking for group thing so it's happening every weekend you necessary. just haven't done it right it's like there's a time frame on saturdays uh, where it kind of happens and like there's people that are always uh posting on looking for groupers like oh we need one more and so i just need to hop in there on some saturday and i haven't been home for a saturday but just need to hop in there and nice. uh, and play all right uh they showed state of decay 2 with release date window of 2017 have they delivered not yet halo wars 2 it was shown have they deliver De- did they deliver yes um the open beta wait hang on halo wars 2 was said to be playable at e3 we'll play anywhere title week-long multiplayer beta yes so the, the, they uh, they haven't given a release date for it, have they? Promise release date is February 21st. Did it come out? Yeah, it came out. Yeah. I mean, why? I totally forgot about that game. Why did I forget about that game? It didn't, like, it didn't have bad reviews. No. I just don't know if anybody's playing it. Um. All right. So finally, um, Phil, Phil Spencer. Halo Wars 2, is that what you were talking about just now? Yeah. Yeah, so that one came out around that same time as like Horizon and yeah, yeah. and Mass Effect and Zelda and like it came out right then and so I think it kind of just got lost in the uh, the madness of that three week yeah. period and I kind of wish they would have delayed it f- like until a little bit later to mm-hmm. like to the summer because mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been a perfect like kind of summer kind of game with yeah. Halo Wars two anyway. Um, so Phil Spencer came back out and they talked about what is was arguably the biggest news out of. E3 2016, the unveiling of Project Scorpio. <gasps> it's gonna gonna have 4K gaming, six teraflops of GPU, eight 
CPU cores with more than 320 gigabytes per second of memory bandwidth. Spencer stressed that Project Scorpio would not leave the Xbox One family behind, that all games and accessories would work on all Xbox One family consoles. He also stated his belief that Xbox Next console would be the most console power, most powerful console ever built when it launched in the holiday season 2017. Have they delivered yet? Not yet. But there's, hopefully they will. There's a bunch of teaser videos, which we can talk about when we get to predictions, but I'm ready for those predictions, Chris. You want me to do the predictions? Nope. Pull up the predictions? That what you just said? Let's briefly, I'm not going to do this as in depth. Let's go through Nintendo. Let's see if there's anything in here that I really, really care they, about. They basically only had one thing at the talked actual about, show. They talked about Wii U, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, they deliver. Yes. Absolutely. It's best game of the year. Oh my gosh, Chris. Pokemon Sun and Moon, deliver. Yes. Uh, Run right. Pocket Edition, Axiom Verge, Wii U, deliver. Uh, some of them, not really. Um, Axiom Verge actually is going to be coming to Switch uh, later this summer. So if you're into Metroidvanias, then that'll be a good one. Ever Oasis, the delivered not yet. Uh, Yokai Watch, two uh, um, release dates. Uh, have they delivered? Yep. Yes. Monster Hunter Generations, are they delivered? About the demo? Yes. yes. Well, I released in July. Uh, I promise. Uh, I talked about Pokemon Go. They deliver. Yes. <laughs> the biggest thing the of last phenomenon. year. They're actually, I saw something today where they're planning some kind of like year year uh, anniversary celebration. Yeah. I haven't launched that game in forever. I haven't either. And it's like, I think it's similar to some of their other events where it like increases the chances that you run into certain types of Pokemon mm. and stuff. So it's not like it's a mind blowing thing. There's the rumors are that they're going to introduce more legendaries and player trading and player combat and things yeah. like that later on. So. Nothing like really indicates to me more about like the success of that. I mean, so, like, it was super successful. There's, I'm sure there's still a lot of people playing it, but so, like, everyone was playing it at work. So much so that we created a dedicated Slack g- group specifically for Pokemon Go news and alerts and uh, things like that. Last month, I finally archived that channel because no one had posted in there in, like, months, mm. and most of the people had left yeah. the group because yeah. no one's playing that game anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a big update would be very handy for them. I think it still makes a great deal of money um, for the, those, like, people doing microtransactions, that sort of thing yeah. in it, but um, I haven't opened I mean, it I spent in money on it. months, 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 months either. So, yeah, I did too, dude. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. We Remember whenever you, uh, we did our, our uh, yearly... Um, on location podcast right. in the park. I actually next, rode my Parthenon. bike uh, in through that park the other day, and I was yeah. like, "Oh man, that park bench right there." Yeah, it's great. And we had the conversation with a dude who was like literally just walking around that park in the middle, of, like at night, yeah. <laughs> doing Pokemon Go. It was oh, awesome. he, he just sat down next to us and yeah. realized what we were doing. Yeah, and, and he was like, "Oh wait, they're they're talking. They're not talking to each other. They're talking into microphones." <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest Seven. Uh, it was uh, announced. It. It, uh, they delivered on that. New Mario Kart Party game for the 3DS. The delete or release, yes. Box Boy Boy. No, yeah. Box Box Boy. Box Box Boy. <laughs> That's confusing. It's the second in the uh, the trilogy, the Box Boy trilogy. They delivered on that. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE to deliver, yes. Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix trailer to deliver, yes. Paper Mario Color Splash to deliver, yes. Pretty much everything on Nintendo's side was a yes. 
They were like so it was they the, win. It was the year of uh, of let's get everything out of the way before we hit the switch. You know, let's 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 yeah. announce all this stuff and release a lot of this stuff. You know, that sort of thing. We obviously have some some interesting 3ds you know, releases this year and announcements this year, but um, vast majority was like, hey, let's get get a lot of Wii U stuff out of the way um, for the switch, and let's also do you know a lot of 3ds stuff because that's what's actually selling. I say we don't talk about Bethesda or EA or Ubisoft. Yeah, we don't really have a breakdown in like, hey, did they, you know, deliver. Did, did they deliver that sort of thing? We just kind of have like a recap of their stuff. Um, things I'll say is like the majority of the stuff they basically delivered on on all those uh, all those fronts. EA obviously with uh, with Mass Effect kind of fell short, you know, of the quality. And I think it right. it was delayed that sort of thing too. So. Um, but yeah, I, I think like for the ma- most part, you have uh, mostly successes from Ubisoft and mostly successes from EA and mostly successes from Bethesda. So, so real quick, let's—I uh, have a list here. Huh? How many do you have? Huh? How many predictions do you? Oh, have? Oh, these aren't predictions yet. Oh my we're not, gosh! We're not I want to do the predictions. Yet. I'm ready, Chris. Uh, this is from Game Informer. <laughs> yeah. They have a list of these. This is a list of. Um, uh, games that they know are in development and have a shot at being on EA's show floor. That means that you can play it. Ah. So, they are um, they are organized alphabetically by publisher. I'm just going to go through here and just like pick out the the like. Oh, major you said ones. EA. It's E3. E3, E3 sorry. show floor. Not, yeah, the E3 yeah, yeah, okay, show floor. I see. Sorry. I see what you're saying. Sorry about that. I thought we were just limiting it to one company. I was like, okay. This is so awkward. So I left my phone at home today. Why did you do that? I, so this is the thing. So sometimes I, I, I sometimes do this. <laughs> I, uh, I get ready and then um, I go. I, I, so I wake up. I don't, <laughs> we're rewinding even I don't, further. I don't ever eat breakfast. Uh, rarely, unless I just am starving. I'll eat some cereal or something. And I uh, get dressed, all that, take a shower, whatever. And I put my phone down, usually like on the bed or something. And I put, like go out into the living room, put on my shoes, and then I just proceed to grab my backpack and whatever else and leave with my phone still sitting on the bed. Sometimes I'll go back home and grab it. Wait, this happens every day? No, it doesn't you happen. You leave at, your well, phone every day? No, I don't leave my phone every day. I like, but, but this is the like whenever I whenever I put it down before I go out to put my shoes on. Yeah, that's when I tend to leave it at home. I see. And it's you know usually on my bed somewhere or like on the 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 bathroom counter or something. I don't know why. Like I have pockets at that point because I have my pants on. Like why don't I just stick it in my pocket? But yeah. I don't. So I left it at home today. I realized, uh, so they're doing construction. Um, they're like repaving our road. And so it took oh, me like man. 15 minutes to get somewhere that should have taken five minutes. Oh, man. And I was like, there's no way I'm going yeah. back through this. Because number one, I'll sit 15 minutes to go back to the house. Yeah. Then 15 minutes again. Then you're late to work. Way late to work it's at like, that point. Then, then you also, you know, it's like, uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's I was a, already running a little bit late because that's construction. That's a bad know. scenario. Especially whenever like once you get to like work. Um, you can like text on the messaging app and that sort of thing. So. It's five to nothing, Pittsburgh. Chris, this is bad. This is this is a a bloodletting. This is bad news, man. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Have they thrown more catfish onto the? Because uh, I, I just I think another few catfish and and we might might be there. We might actually uh, do do well. 
This is the worst. It's just hashtag more catfish. All right, so we're talking about games that could be at E3. Games that could be at E3. Organized by publisher. Let's go through. I'm going to just kind of scan through this. Just hit the ones that uh, hit the highlights, Chris. Give me, give me the, uh, the, the, well, I'm gonna the Chris up, Wright highlights. I'm going to bring up every game that's going to be on Switch. Because they also talk about the platform it's going to be on. Oh, my goodness, dude. Switch. Yep. Uh, 34 Big Things has a game called Red Out coming to Switch. I don't know anything about that. There's probably a lot of indie games that are going to hit Switch. 505 Games, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It's going to be PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. That one is by the creator of uh, Castlevania. Mm. And so it's supposed to be uh, a kind of a, a spiritual successor. That's um, pretty awesome. So Konami left Konami around the same time that uh, What's-His-Name did, um, yeah. Kojima did. And so, yeah. They're also going to release Indivisible on Switch. Overkill's The Walking Dead coming out on PS4, Xbox One, PS3. Payday 2 on Switch. Portal Knights on Switch, and Terraria on Switch. Nice. 505 Games is busy on the Switch. I mean, I think like the Switch is a, like the attach rate uh, on the Switch has been very high. Yeah. So. Activision coming out with Call of Duty World War II on PS4, Xbox One, PC. So amped. Destiny 2, PS4, Xbox One, PC. So amped. And Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, PS4. Mm, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Adult Swim Games is coming out with Battle Chef Brigade, Brigade on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Nice. Interesting. You know, uh, I'm, I, I keep forgetting about games that are coming to the Switch later this year. Yeah. And uh, Overcooked is one of those that I keep oh, forgetting yeah. is coming to Switch later this yeah, year. That's a great, great game. Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove is coming to PC. What? I haven't heard of Toe Jam and Earl in forever. Yeah, dude, that's been that's been like a decade. Here's a Vita game, John. What? Arcade Distillery is releasing something called Plague Road on PS4, Xbox One, and Vita. Weird. Uh, Just put the thing on Switch, man. I know. <laughs> Look, I know, you, yeah, for real. Why what is you it? doing? Uh, Atui is... Releasing Treasure Knots on Switch and 3DS. Okay. I don't know what that is either. I don't know what that is either. But it sounds fun. It sounds like you're a, uh, an astronaut, but with treasure. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 on Switch. Yeah. It's coming out. Um, let's see here. This is from Bandai Namco Entertainment. Uh, One Piece Unlimited World Red mm-hmm. coming out on PS4 and Switch. Mm-hmm. So Project Cars 2 coming out on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Very War, cool. Warhammer 40,000, Eternal Crusade, PS4, and Xbox One. The Namco Museum is coming out on Switch. That's oh, pretty cool. That's really that, that cool. That sounds awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, I would totally buy that. I would too. Bethesda Softworks, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim coming out on Switch. Yeah. Fallout 4 VR PC. Why is that not coming to... Fallout 4? Fallout 4 VR. Why is that not coming to PSVR? Uh, so isn't it coming to... It's coming to PC, which means o- Oculus so and... So check this out. Back in the Scorpio... Okay. Yeah. This gets into some of my predictions, Chris. Okay, we'll, we'll hold that. Quake Champions on PC. It's coming out. Or it's coming out. These are just, again, to recap, to remind you, these are things that could be at E3. Um, go there. <laughs> Capcom. Let's see here. They might have something. Monster, <laughs> Monster Hunter Double Cross is coming yeah. out on Switch. Which is Mo- funny because that one is going to be cross-play with the 3DS Monster Hunter that just came out. Like, it's it's an up, up-res well, version. Monster Hunter Stories 3DS. What is that? Uh, it, I, I don't know. Okay. But it's, it's cross-play. The, the one for Switch is cross-play with the 3DS. And I'm just like, wow. 
That's amazing. So Resident Evil Revelations, PS4, Xbox One, Resident Evil 2 Remake to be announced. Um, here's a game that I am amped for, an actual fighting game I'm super amped for. What? Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Huh. I really like the Marvel vs. Capcom games. Although, I would not have again, pegged you for a Marvel vs. Capcom person. Again, I'm not going to buy it full price. It's the same thing with Injustice. I really like Injustice. Yeah, not gonna buy it at full price. Yeah, yeah. I, Sorry, I guys. Below, we talked about this early. Capybara Games below Xbox One and PC should be at E3 this year and hopefully released this year. Cappy, give it to me. Haven't you talked about Steven Universe? Yeah, there's a game called Steven Universe: Save the Light from Cartoon Network. Nice. Coming out on PS4. Oh, you should get a PS4, John. I, for, for that game for specifically. That game. Gwent PS4, Xbox One, PC should. Uh, I thought didn't we just talk about that being out? Yeah, I think it, I think it. Is out? All right, let's uh, skip over that. Maybe it's more updates? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe about, it's only out on PC. Are we talking about Drifter from Celsius Game Studios? Uh, not on the podcast. Okay. I don't know anything about it, but it sounds familiar. Bitrip Runner 3, Switch. It's going on Switch. Yep. And Space Dave, <laughs> exclamation point, is coming out on PS4, Switch, and 3DS for choice provisions. Chucklefish is releasing Stardew Valley on Switch. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. And Wargroove on Switch. I don't know what that I is. I don't know what that is either. Yeah. So we'll find out. The same publisher? Yeah. Huh? Oh, interesting. Wargroove. Yeah. Dirt 4, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Micro Machines World Series. What in the heck is that? I don't know. On PS4, Xbox One, PC. Do they mean the Baseball World Series? I don't know. But or like, is it like some other thing? I was reading some article on some website, I know, very specific, very yeah. helpful, about the Transformers G.I. Joe universe, the Hasbro uh-huh. universe. Yeah. And I was like, Micro Machines, weren't they Hasbro? Like, weren't they a Hasbro toy? Like, could could we have Were a they? Transformers G.I. Oh, Joe man. and Micro Machine crossover? Yeah. Air, spelled A-E-R. Didn't we hear some stuff about something like that? I feel, I feel like that was a thing. PS4, Xbox One. I mean, I know it was a thing at some point, Chris. Okay. We probably mentioned it. EA, Battlefield One, Ugh. the name of the czar, PS4, Xbox One, PC. EA Sports FIFA on the Switch. Yeah. Supposedly, that the Switch version, it's not running in Frostbite, um, and it doesn't have the campaign, like the story. They mode. should talk about FIFA 18, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Madden NFL 18, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and NBA Live 18, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Need for Seeds Payback, PS4, Xbox One, PC, is uh, expected to be there. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is expected to be announced, or has it been announced already? Battlefront 2, it's totally been announced. Okay, so there should be there. Yeah, there's PS4, even Xbox like a, there's been a story mode uh, trailer, and it looks really good. I'm super pumped about the uh, the uh, single player campaign for Battlefront, and I'm very excited to pick up the uh, the game whenever it comes out. Like, I've heard a lot of things about Elite Dangerous on the PS4. So Elite Dangerous is Frontier develops on PC as well, and they've mm. like it's kind of one of those uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those games where like people make real money by doing things in this game, like they have oh. like kind of jobs and that sort of thing on the game so gazillion yeah. is going uh supposedly releasing marvel heroes omega on ps4 xbox one and ghost town games overcooked on switch yeah should be there you should talk about it gory detail the unlikely <laughs> legend of rusty pup on the switch and 3ds there's some weird games <laughs> coming to the switch <laughs> it's the, it's the new vita chris <laughs> there's been a lot of a uh, lot of buzz around this game in the past week or so gray box is <coughs> dreadnought PS4, PC. 
Looking for anything else that looks... Oh, The Long Dark, Hinterland. I, maybe is that a, they're going to actually have their full game out? Yeah, it's been in game preview on Xbox for a really long time. It's supposedly yeah. really good. It was, on, it's on, it was on sale either last week or it's on sale now. Uh, it definitely has a... It also has a free demo that you can do. So it's like a, mm. a, an hour-long demo or something like that. Um, yeah. And so, Or maybe it's not an hour. I don't know. It's a certain amount of time. It's a time-based one. Um, so you can get a, get a feel for it. I love the art aesthetic on that. So Calypso Media, Tropico... 2018 on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Konami, Metal Gear Survive, whatever the heck that is. PS4, Xbox One, PC. That was a horrible kind of looking zombie-based Metal Gear game that they announced a few months back. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about that. Not, not a lot of people liked the look of it, and I think everybody has a weird taste in their mouth from Konami. So, uh, Level 5, Layton's Mystery Journey. Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy on 3DS. I love... Professor Layton Like, game. the Professor Layton games are really fun. Maximum Games... Troll and I on Switch. Okay. Cool. Messhoff Nidhogg 2 on PS4 and PC. Interesting. There's a Nidhogg 2. Yeah. Metalhead Software Super Mega Baseball 2 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Probably going to suck just like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft Crackdown 3 on Xbox One and PC. Fable yep. Fortune. Xbox One and PC. What the heck is Fable Fortune? Oh, that's something that's rumored. We don't even know that exists. It's like a Fable game that's... No, I don't think that's that's been announced. Forza, well, they're just saying uh, oh, that it's likely. Saying, okay. It's for, likely yeah, to the, be because the next game is called Forza Sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Forza Seven, of course. Yeah, yeah, for, uh, Forza Motorsport Seven. Yeah, that's right. On Xbox One PC, Sea of Thieves, Xbox One PC, State of Decay Two, Xbox One PC. We'll see what else. Uh, what else is on here that we can talk about? Looking for some Switch stuff. Man, this we've is even a, hit the Nintendo Bloody games Zombies yet. by In Dreams is gonna be on PS4, PSVR, Xbox One, PC, Rift Five, <laughs> lots of stuff. Uh, All the systems. Nicholas, Cave Story Plus is gonna be on Switch, and It'll Do Two on the Switch. It'll Do is spelled I T T L E. Mm-hmm. One word. The next one D E W two. Cave Story looks really good. It's actually there's a there's a, it's in the store right now. Uh, the uh, e trailer um, as a coming soon uh, mm. title, and so you can see like screenshots. It looks really like kind of uh, vintage RPG kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, Nintendo. Here we go. Ever Oasis 3DS, Fire Emblem Switch. Yeah. Hey Pikmin 3DS, Kirby's Blowout Blast 3DS, Metopia 3DS, Pokemon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon 3DS. Yep. Pokemon. Oh no, Pokemon. Pokemon Tournament. Yep. Pokemon Tournament DX Switch. Which is a fighting game. Project Mercury, whatever that is, on Switch. Splatoon 2 Switch. My goodness, I'm excited for that. Super Mario Odyssey Switch. I'm even so, more excited for that. So amped about that. Swap dude. Doodle on the 3DS. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on Switch. Yeah. There's a there's a lot in there that I'm, I'm excited for. NIS America. Um, there's uh, Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony. And Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, PS4 see what else here a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff um yeah i'm almost done with this perfect perfect world entertainment gigantic i feel like we've talked yeah we talked about that before it's it's one of those games that we haven't seen on xbox uh for a really long time and then a game by turtle rock studios noted on here as turtle rock studios game (laughs) (laughs) so the makers of uh of evolve yes which uh apparently didn't sell super well nope they changed how that game was, uh, like how, how the microtransactions worked and how things ran in it, and it became free-to-play eventually. I forgot to, to, to say NIS America, there's Tohu Kobutu 5 Burst Battle on Switch. What is that? No idea. 
Over the Moon Games, The Fall Part 2, Unbound, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Platius Entertainment, Away, Journey to the Unexpected by on Switch. Hmm. Do we know anything about any of I don't know. I don't know much about all, all Raw those. Fury Games, Dander on Switch, Connor on Switch, and Kingdom Two Crowns on Switch. Dude, there's a lot of generic kind of sound. Rebellion, names. Rogue Trooper Redux on Switch. <laughs> Speak, speaking of kind of generic names. Rebellion. Rockstar Games. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my goodness. You think that one will be on the floor? I don't know if that no, one will be on the floor, no, Chris. That, no, I don't think it will be on the floor. Unless it's at Sony's I, booth, it's not going to we'll be on the floor. I think we'll see a trailer for it and a Chris, new release date. Chris, are you predicting? Oh, sorry. Hang on. Are we whipping out these predictions right now? Sega, Sonic Forces, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. I'm really excited for that, actually. Yeah, I, I want to see what they've got going on, man. Yeah. Or even more excited for, what's the new Sonic game? Sonic Mania. Mania. Coming yes. out in August. Slytherin, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock on PS4, Xbox One, PC. What the heck is that? Don't know. I love Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Bears, Bears beats, beats Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, some more random Switch things. Simplistic Game Studios, The Sacred Hero on Switch. Um, hey, here's something for PSVR. Skydance Interactive, Archangel Ooh. PSVR. SNK Corporation, Fatal Fury on Switch. Sold out software, Unbox on Switch. Sony. All right. All right, here we go, dude. Days Gone, PS4. Death Stranding, PS4. That's not. Anyway, Detroit Become Human, PS4. I think Dreams, they've actually PS4. announced. Yeah, they have Dreams. Announced. I thought Dreams was dead. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. They, they have not fully killed Dreams yet. Everybody's dude. Golf, PS4. Gran Turismo Sport, PS4. God of War, PS4. Knack 2, PS4. Spider Man, PS4. The Last of Us Part 2, PS4. Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, PS4. There's a lot of games in there. Mm, yeah. Square Enix. There's uh, some kind of Avengers project. Uh, Dragon Quest 11 on PS4 and Switch. Um, what else here? Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, that's not going to be there either. Lost Fear Switch, Project Octopath, Tra- Octopath Traveler. We oh about that boy, I want to see Switch. that. Yeah, um, that uh, looked really cool, that trailer that we saw of that. It was uh, some gameplay and stuff at the Switch event, the announce yeah. event. Starbreeze, I like Starbreeze. Um, hmm. Ape X is going to be on VR. TBA, not really sure what <laughs> VR platforms. <laughs> Deliver us by daylight. I feel like I know what. I've seen stuff about that. PS4, Xbox One. Um, Payday 3, PS3. Mm, nothing else. Cool. System Shock. Some exciting stuff in there, dude. Studio MDHR Cuphead, Xbox One. That better be Could there. see that. Well, I mean, I I don't know. Because if it's, if it's not going to come out like within the next like week or so, I feel like they might as well just hold it for a minute. Yeah. Super Giant Games. I like that. Something called Pyre. PS4, PC. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yes, it sounds very familiar. Take two interactive NBA 2K18 PS4 Xbox One Switch PC. Of course that'll be there. That'll be good. Oh man, let's see here. Some other random Switch things. Team 17 software, the Escapist 2, PS4, yeah. Xbox One Switch. Ukulele on Switch. Ukulele? Yes, ukulele. Well that actually already came out. Earlier? It already came out. Why is that on here? I don't know. Anyway. But it already came out. Game Informer, get your facts straight. Tecmo Koei. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Switch. That is a. It's uh, a mobile game. Well, right? it's a Musou. Like it's a uh, so it's a slash hack and slash game. So it's like the Dynasty Warriors uh, franchise, um, but it's uh, Fire Emblem characters. Nothing from TXQ looks. 
something called Battle Chasers Night War on PS4, Xbox One, Switch. The Night and PC, War. And Sign Mora X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. <laughs> I just t- take the most like generic names and smash them together. Night War. Two Tribes, BV, is coming out with something called Rive on Switch. Uber Entertainment is coming out with Dino Frontier on PSVR. <laughs> that sounds that awesome. cool. Dino Frontier. Dino Frontier. <laughs> In VR. <laughs> Ubisoft. Oh, All right. Assassin's, a new Assassin's Creed game. Of course. Anticipated. The Crew 2. Far Cry 5 on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Monopoly on Switch. Ah. Wait to get my Monopoly on. Rayman Legends Definitive Edition on Switch. Yep. This, <laughs> South Park, With the Fractured But Whole. PS4, Xbox One, PC. Yes. Coming out later this year. Steep on Switch. Um, that one's a weird one because it's always online. That one was always online back uh, whenever it released. Warner Brothers, one. Cars 3, Driven to Win, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and I'm PC. I'm so pumped for that on Switch. That's cool. Lego Worlds on Switch. Wait, what is Lego Worlds? Oh, Lego Worlds? It's... <laughs> so Minecraft was influenced by Legos. This is Legos influenced by Minecraft. Mm, okay. Middle Earth Shadow of War, PS4, Xbox One, PC. What, this is already out too, right? Way, way forward technology. Shantae, half genie yep. hero. It's already, uh, it literally Switch. came out today Okay. Uh, for Switch, which I'm amped to play it. Uh, I'll probably play it this weekend uh, in between everything for YS E3. Net Shinmu 3, PS4, PC. I don't think we'll see that at all. Uh, Zen Studios, Infinite Mini... I love Zen Studios. They do my favorite pinball. pinball. Zen, Zen, pinball. Zen Studios, Infinite Mini Golf, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Infinite Mini Golf. pretty cool. Exceed Games, Fate, Extella, The Umbrella Star on Switch. <laughs> this is so many games, Chris. And then Zoink is coming out with Flipping Death Zoink. on Switch. <laughs> the worst game names <laughs> well it's like it doesn't it's, it, these hopefully are the most descriptive names in the world like they tell you exactly what the games Zoink. are <laughs> no what was the other what was this something death oh yeah Flip, flipping death <laughs> flipping death like hopefully it's like a card game where you flip it and it's like <laughs> death is on one side or something i don't know <laughs> but like they just seem so undescriptive and generic or a coin you flip yeah you know which I guess, think about this, Chris. You say the, the game name Halo, and you don't immediately think of a, a space shooter. First-person shooter. I'd, everyone does. No, but I mean, like, whenever that game first came out, it's like you just I mean, look yeah, at the name. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So, I don't know. I just feel like. We should, we should uh, dive in Night depth War. at some other time into what makes a good video game name. Night War. <laughs> That's totally the best one in that list. My favorite, probably, <laughs> of all time. Arena Maze of Death. Ah, yes. Best game name ever. Talk about the descriptors, Who doesn't Chris? want to play something <laughs> called Arena Maze of Death? Like, it literally tells you exactly what you're going to be doing. You're yeah. going to be going around an arena John, that's also a maze. It's now six to nothing. Oh, my goodness. Pittsburgh. Throw some more catfish. We're not going to win this game. No, we're not. There's no way. I mean, what period are we in? We're in the third period? Uh, I think we're about to go into the third period. Oh, my goodness, dude. So it could potentially have add another like third onto that score. Oh, yeah, they could score a lot more. Wow. All right, Chris, are you ready for these predictions? Yeah, I'm so itching for some. Pre- how many do you have? How far are we into this? I don't really have any of them written down. These are all just in my we're, head. We are like over a hundred minutes. We're over like we're an hour and forty five minutes into this thing. And right the now. one that I thought I can't even remember what I what I was thinking about the other day. Was it a Red Dead one? No, it was something that what I were wrote you down about? five. 
What were we talking about, John? When? The other day, whenever we were talking about predictions, I said I had a lot. The other day, was it via text or was it on uh, text? In, Let me see if I can find it on my uh, iMessage. Jog the old memory. Yeah. So, did you jog go. your memory? No, it doesn't jog my memory at all. That's unfortunate, Chris. All so, right. I should have written all these down as the moral of the story. Here's what I will do. I will go first. Okay. And, like, we'll alternate. And so, hopefully, mine will, like, inspire other things for you. All right. Prediction number one. Yeah. I'm going bold first, Chris. Yeah. Rocket League on Switch. Yes. Like, that's just something that is a, a desire that I have. I want there to be Rocket League on the Switch. Now, the question is, would it be uh, cross-platform? <sighs> Probably not, I would imagine. I don't know, but that's a good question. But the, the biggest thing that I want is, like, I want to be able to play Rocket League on the go. And, because, uh, like... Think about I was well, in the car, to the internet. but I mean, I was thinking like I was, I was oh, on my yeah. hotspot in the true, car true. and it worked perfectly. True. And so I feel like no matter where I'm at, yeah. I can Rocket League it up. You're good. Just chilling in an airport, Rocket League. That'd be pretty cool. Be really fun, man. I'd be cool with that. Be good. So that's my, my first prediction is nice. Nintendo Switch Rocket League. Yes. What is your first prediction? My first prediction... We will see a Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. A new one. It will not be playable on the show floor. Okay. And they so will Game Informer give us, wrong. Give us a we will have a firm release date. You think a firm release date? Like so sometime they, in twenty like I think so. Yeah, I mean they, they pushed it back, but they didn't give us another release date. No, they said they? like er, like early twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll, I think we'll get a firm release date. Um interesting. I wouldn't doubt that. But I also think like even that release date feels like if even if they tell me another release date, I feel like it, it could get delayed because I mean, it's the, the it's Rockstar, last, they don't care. The like Red Dead or maybe it was uh, like it ended up being delayed by an entire year. Yeah. Um, GTA Five, I do believe did. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, that's that's a good one. I like it. So you're thinking at Sony stage? Yes. Okay. Second prediction. This one's like so. This one's kind of strange. Xbox. Mm debuts two mm. two unannounced games that are not forza that are coming this year you kind of stole my thunder on that oh man talk about some stuff yeah oh uh, yeah i think that yeah, yeah i think they'll show definitely uh show at least a couple games yep. um new games that because they have to like otherwise what what's coming out this fall we've already discussed that their biggest game of yeah. 2017 yeah. was canceled yeah and so they're self-proclaimed. Yeah, that's <laughs> biggest game of 2017. Uh, so I'm saying two games. They announce it. I think I still think one of them or something can be like they've they probably I think we'll um, see a some kind of deal with a third party developer along the lines of either they could go two ways along the lines of uh, Rise uh, Tomb Raider. Yep. With Square Enix, where it's like exclusive to. Uh, the Xbox for like a year. Mm. Um, I also think we could see something along the lines of like Sunset Overdrive, where um, it's a third party developer, but this is exclusive to the Microsoft platform. Cool. I mean, I, I would be totally down with that. I feel like that's uh, that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm betting on with this uh, prediction for sure. Yeah. Do you have another prediction? Well, that was going to be a prediction, but yeah. I'll talk about Sony for a second. Oh I think boy. Some, I think we will see no more. Than two new games announced at Sony's stage. Ah. So if we hit three, you're wrong. Yep. And Mm. um, uh, at least one of these games, maybe two, that they announced last year uh, will be uh, 
set for this fall. I think okay. I think one large like larger game like God of War or something like that. Um, and I mean, then, like, if you're going to be Days Gone of, or God of War, right? Yeah, Days Gone or God of War, one of the two. I don't think both of them. Um, but I also do think that there will be like a second one that's released this fall, uh, maybe something smaller like uh, um, Detroit Becoming Become Human or something. Those like that game and the that developer is really interesting because the uh, like they they take a lot of time to build like the different trees and decision paths and things like that into games and so I don't know I don't see that for some reason yeah in not my that, soul, not that one specifically but like I don't some, see that one coming we'll see out. a larger game release and a smaller game release set for this fall okay. and I think we'll miss one of them. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. One of them will get pushed. Yeah. Um, all right. So I have another. Here, here. Oh, go ahead. Go Keep for going. it. No, 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 no. no, no. You, go, you go. Here. Okay. So I have another Nintendo one. Okay. So we did. We're going. We're roping back around. Nintendo. I like how this is working out. We did Nintendo, yeah. Xbox, Sony. Now Nintendo again. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has a developer retro. They did the uh, Metroid Prime games back mm-hmm. in GameCube. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a game since early in the Wii U era mm-hmm. with uh donkey kong country tropical freeze their new game announced and i in my soul i believe it's not metroid i hope it's metroid all right but i don't think it is so that would leave it i would i'll i'll even get even bolder and say it's a completely new thing like it's a new ip not tropical free like not donkey kong not metroid it's a new thing because nintendo trying to, to reinvigorate new IP with like Splatoon and arms mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all these things. So yeah, there it is. I think Microsoft will give us a firm release date and release lineup for the end name for the project Scorpio. I think it's a fairly safe bet Yeah, with all the teaser trailers <laughs> they've been putting out there and stuff. Like they even like have been teasing, like putting strings of numbers in them yep. and it's like the, it's the date. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, that's, it's supposedly October, what? 13th. Yeah. It's the, is which, the date, which is like a Friday. And so like that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with that one. Um, okay. I, 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 I'm trying to come up with a Sony one off the top of my head, but I'm, I, don't, I have a Sony one. I don't have a Sony one. So you want to go do your Sony one? Sure. We'll keep this, this little thing going. Yeah. I think we will see Sony's answer to project Scorpio announced at this E3. Hmm. Meaning another hardware announcement. Uh, to take the place of I don't know, like Sony has said, they don't they still believe in console generations. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that takes the place of PS4. Um, I don't think it will come out this year. Mm. I think, and I don't even know if it will come out next year. But some they'll announce some kind of thing to try to steal the thunder of Scorpio away from Microsoft. Could it be another like VR kind of update or something like that? No, that's a separate prediction. But no, I don't think I don't think that steals the thunder in any way possible. It's true. I mean, obviously, another Vita wouldn't either. So. No. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The, the only the only thing like with the handheld would be like that they were trying to go up against the Switch, but they've got to they've got to beat the Switch now at their own game. Like Nintendo is is decidedly with a 3DS and the Switch is the freaking king <laughs> of handhelds. Uh, dedicated handhelds. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing what they're doing yeah. right now. Um, all right. So I have a Xbox One. I have two Xbox Ones actually okay. that are go hand in hand. We'll do your first Xbox One. Okay. So. Oh, they X- go hand in hand. So okay. they go hand in hand. All right. So Xbox partnership with Oculus um, mm. for this Scorpio. For VR. Um, for VR, yeah. I think that they will they will announce that partnership. And then the B side of this is that we see Bethesda debuting Fallout VR mm. at the Microsoft conference. And then later that day, they'll go more in depth. 
That'd be sweet. So I think uh, I think those things will probably happen. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's I, super sweet. I don't know. Like it's. I, I just feel like uh, that would be the the smartest way for Microsoft to take uh, VR. I also think that they like to be right there with Bethesda. Yeah. Bethesda has said that I think they've they've mentioned that the PS4 Pro with uh, VR, like PlayStation VR, not as powerful as they maybe need it to be for mm-hmm. VR for their Fallout VR. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Scorpio is. That's awesome. I think we will see PlayStation lean into PSVR again. Hmm. Um, hopefully, announce a AAA full length game. Interesting. Built for VR from the ground up. It needs to be from probably from an internal studio. Okay. Um, and uh, because if they don't, if they don't lean into it, E3. If they, if they just like don't talk about it at all. If they don't like announce new games for this, new experiences, it's going to die. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I think they need to. If they don't this time, I feel like it's kind of like yeah, you've called it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Last uh, thing, Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I think that they will announce Joy-Con, like at Joy-Con colors, like colors. Like I think we're gonna probably see the Splatoon ones, which have already been announced in Japan. E3 is not a Japan kind of oriented thing. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll see Splatoon colors. I think we'll see Mario Odyssey colors. colors. I don't know if we'll see customizable yet, but I think we'll see uh, Mario Odyssey colors, and I think we'll see Splatoon colors. Cool. The minute they give me a purple. I'm getting purple. Splatoon actually has a, one a, pink a, one. Well, it's like a yeah, it's like a pink and a green. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, and, and I feel like we're probably gonna have uh, some sort of a Mario Odyssey kind of esque mm-hmm. uh, theming uh, for some Joy Cons. That's kind of red and blue. That's kind of that's kind of what we already have. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I do I do think maybe even that maybe uh, maybe like an NES like a classic mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, do we have any other uh, like uh, any other Nintendo? I don't I don't I don't really expect a ton from this. What I don't about uh, Ubisoft. Um, I mean, they've, <laughs> Ubisoft is really interesting because Ubisoft has essentially said or has had leaked the things that they're going to be talking about. I yeah. mean, they keep denying the crew that. Two is the one that interests me the most. And, agreed. Um, because like uh, we played, did you play the, the crew or was it just me? Because I was, we were, we were both super amped about the crew. Yeah, the RPG on this podcast. elements. We talked about it all the time. Yeah, the and RPG came elements. Just kind of like meh. I didn't like the driving. The moment-to-moment like yeah. gameplay was not super. I need to go fun. back. I mean, I have it. I own it. I need to go back and finish the story. But again, it was like it just requires so much to yeah. do that that I, you know, just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't as fun as like. Here's what, what happened. Forza that Horizon year. Two it came around at the same time. Yeah, Maybe it was I, the same exact it was year. The exact year. Then it's just like, well, this you know, the game's over. Forza Horizon Two came out first, right? And uh, they released their demo, and I played that, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then the, I was like, but I'm waiting on the crew because it was like the next week, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I waited for the crew played the demo of that because they had a demo of that yeah and i was like wait mm, this feels really not as good so i purchased forza mm-hmm. horizon 2 like once you've experienced the driving gameplay of forza horizon yeah. 2 and obviously 3 right nothing else feels like no. the same agreed so anyway um uh ea uh i think we'll see battlefront I don't, like we may see something that will take the place of like a um, Mass Effect Andromeda did this year. Like maybe the, we'll see some other kind of release. I don't know what it could be. I'm so amped for all the Star Wars stuff. New. I do. I do feel like okay. Oh, we'll see. A, yeah, you think we'll see a, a new either Marvel or a Star Wars game? From I them? think we will see a 
a trailer. Like a third-person Star Wars game or something? So the writer of, uh, and one of the like, directors, uh, game directors of Uncharted is writing a Star Wars game mm. at EA, right? Yes. And so I think we'll yes. see that game. In some capacity, I think we'll see a trailer it, uh, for it. Amy Hennig, yes. And I think we'll see a trailer for it. Um, and it'll either be like a story thing or it'll be a... Um, I don't know. The, the worst case scenario is it's like a it's like a video documentary, like a Vidoc, yeah. where it's like, oh, here's what we've been working on. Let me show you this. But it's like I feel like if they did that, it wouldn't be quite, it wouldn't hit as hard. And I do want them to show even a short like thirty second teaser of what yeah. potentially we could expect from this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bethesda, I think we'll see probably a Wolfenstein game. We oh, know that's yeah. coming. They they kind of like teased it last year. That's right. Um, I actually just downloaded both of the Wolfenstein games. I need to play through them both because I love first person shooters. I love Wolfenstein. Um, they're so, supposedly some of the best uh, shooters of the last uh, couple of years. Agreed. So um, I've got a lot of shooters I need to play right now. I know a lot of stuff I need to play. I right think now. that that's the main genre that I'm I haven't played in a minute, and I yeah. need to just some weekend just shooter. Yep, I'm in the shooter weekend. Yep. Um, and then who else? Is there anybody else left? I mean, on any indie stuff, that sort of thing. But I think we've covered all of the third-party stuff because, like I said, Ubisoft, we know all about theirs. Um, EA will probably have some, like, uh, their annualized sports franchises and the Star Wars stuff. That's basically all they have. Bethesda, um, we'll, we'll probably have a surprise from them here and there. But I think Wolfenstein for sure. We'll see more of Quake because we haven't seen mm-hmm. heard from that mm-hmm. since last year mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Cool. I think that's it, man. This has been a long podcast. We're working on it being a two-hour-long podcast at this point. Yep. Next week, again, to reiterate, we are going to be releasing earlier than normal, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, with our probably another two-hour-long E3 recap and analysis. The fun thing about that is that you'll have more than a week to listen to that episode. Yes. This one, you're having less than a week to listen yep, to this. So, so sorry about that. So if you've made it to this point before we release the next episode, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, see, the thing is we put in so much time with this one, and like if people don't listen before uh, Sunday, they're probably not going to listen to this. No, no. But although I think I think it being a longer episode, it was longer on the front end, so like we yeah. didn't talk about E3 until True. an hour in. So I feel like they got a whole oh, podcast yeah. and then also the E3 stuff. I like it. I so like it. I feel like it's it's a good balance. Yeah. That's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at Stay on Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice and review us. Review. Let us know how much you love or hate us. Love or hate us. Please love us. Please love us. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm your whispering hype person. Next week is E3. Prepare. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so ominous. Prepare. <laughs> um, because it's coming fast and furious, and it will not slow down for anyone. Dude, I, I thought you were about to like list a whole bunch of movies like in sentences. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.